0: Today's episode of the Dirty Sports Podcast is brought to you by MyBookie.ag, the number one online site for all your sports gambling. Isn't that right, Joe Prano?
1: That's right. My favorite place to bet on sports, MyBookie.ag. Not only your favorite, the only place
0: that you go to place your bets.
1: Well, you know me, Andy. My favorite is the only place I ever go.
0: That's right, Joe. And you know what's great about MyBookie, Prano, is that people get their money quickly. Some of these other sites... It takes weeks to get their money back after they've won. Not my bookie, guys. It's easy, it's quick, and it's very self-explanatory. So easy that Maddie Goldberg can do it. That's why he's our <laughs> official my bookie correspondent. If
1: Maddie can figure it out, and you can't, well, maybe you shouldn't be gambling. Yeah, exactly. And my bookie is like the Coach Tony of betting websites. Seven seconds or less to get that Bitcoin.
0: That's right, guys. And the best part about my bookie is that. They will give you an extra 50% deposit, 50% bonus, I should say, with your first deposit. Simply put in that money, let's say it's $100, and you get an extra $50 to bankroll I love with.
1: that you always do $100 because it's easy math. Put in $150, get an extra $75. Bucks. Put in $180, you
0: get an extra 90 bucks. I like round numbers, fam. <laughs> All you got to do is use promo code DIRTY to activate that offer. So visit MyBookie today or call 844-900-BETS. Play, win, and get paid. Today's show is also brought to you by SeatGeek. That's right, Joe. SeatGeek, the only spot and the official Dirty Sports spot to get your tickets. And we're not just talking sports. No. We're we're talking comedy shows. I was at the SeatGeek. I went to SeatGeek the other day, Joe. Got you some Kevin Hart tickets? No. You know what's back here Uh, is Book of Mormon. Oh, there you go. So I haven't seen it, and I really want to see Book of Mormon. I was looking at tickets on SeatGeek. That's a, that's a nice little date night, so I can thus that process. NASCAR. You name it, guys. Horse racing. It, ice capades, Cirque du Soleil. All of it on SeatGeek. Best of all, all the dirt balls get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. To get your $20 rebate on tickets, simply download the SeatGeek app, go to the settings tab, and click add a promo code that is under the section that says me. And enter promo code DIRTY, that's D-I-R-T-Y, and SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made
1: your first ticket purchase. We're going up to San Francisco, Andy, and we've got some seats courtesy of SeatGeek right behind the Mets dugout for Friday and Saturday games. You should buy you some tickets on SeatGeek, and then you should get that $20 bonus, sneak down to our seats, and spend that bonus money on beers for me. SeatGeek, promo code DIRTY.
0: That's right, guys. So download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code DIRTY today.
1: Joe, you're looking good today, man. Got that Flag and Anthem t-shirt, Andy. Hey, you
0: noticed what I'm wearing? More Flag and Anthem stuff. <laughs> flag and Anthem. I got the long-sleeve Flag and Anthem, which, which, by the way, I thought was black. And my mom was like, that's navy.
2: Yeah, yeah definitely well, navy. Where's my Flag and Anthem? I'm a guest. Don't you have... Flag and anthem for guests? That's what, that's what we need for Scalabrini. We, we have, need we have Brian Scalabrini I mean, here. We need some long, large tall stuff. Is yeah. that what you're saying? I need a white mamba
1: flag and anthem. Oh, I think we could get you a signature <laughs> series shirt on there. We, we could start you.
2: that. Now it's always plaid or you have all kinds they're all over
1: all the place. All kinds of stuff. We got a little, you know, beach scene here. These nice. jeans are flagging anthem. It's all just casual. Scout. If, if you go
0: to flagandanthem.com, and and I and I know you're you're a former NBA great. You made all that money in the NBA, but I got a great deal for it. If you go to flagandanthem.com and you put in promo code Dirty Sports, you get twenty five percent off your first order. Off flag and anthem.
2: Off everything. But so, do they have my size? That's a good question. We have to get with flag and anthem and find out. Yeah. I mean, I I, I don't wear an extra large. No, you know? I would, I'm a, I'm I would a large. fit in that. Yeah, and you you're know, not a small guy. I'm six four.
1: I'm not an NBA size, but no. I think an extra large will do it for you. Yeah, I think so.
0: I think I think all the dirt balls right now. You need a tweet at flag and anthem. Tell them they need to get some white Mamba gear. Yeah, <laughs> first of all, that's what you. need We just to need a white
1: Mamba collection. We just need, we,
0: we need a white Mamba collection. <laughs> yeah, and then
2: why is Jordan the only guy with a whole brand? Yeah, how about white Mamba? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Flag and Anthem would be up my, like, that would be the type of brand that I would have.
0: Yeah, it's, by the way, it's, it's the whitest clothes ever. L- look yeah, how I'm dressed. For sure. <laughs> look how I'm
2: dressed. You are a cracker, for sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, Dirt Falls, take advantage of this great offer by going to Flag and putting in that promo code DIRTYSPORTS to get 25% off your first order. And tell them you want the White Mamba line. At least if it hasn't started, they will start it within the week. That's right.
1: Dirty Sports
2: Podcast.
1: I said, "Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prino." Welcome to, welcome to the
2: Dirty Sports Podcast.
0: Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am Andy Ruther coming to you live from Koreatown today. The Don't Tell Production Studio with my co-host, Joey. No chill, pray no.
1: It's great to be here, Andy. Anytime we're in Don't Tell Studios, you know it's a special show. We brought it out for a special guest. I can't wait for you to announce who's here with us today.
0: We've, we've already, we're like 20 minutes deep into a pre-show discussion with our guests today. Yeah. So without further ado, I'm just going to bring him on because this is how we're going to do it today. 11-year NBA veteran, world champion. You can see him in the Big Three tournament this summer. Brian Scalabrini, known as the White Mamba. Welcome to the Dirty Sports,
2: my friend. So I was a little nervous going into this, but after the little pre-discussion debate, sort of, I I think we got some good good traction of what we're going to talk about today. And we're right in the middle of the NBA Finals, so it's a good, good time for me to be on this show. What were you nervous about? uh comedians always scary comedians and and us not knowing sports and no no comedians are they'll go anywhere and yeah. you know you always gotta like walk that fine line right yeah that, no no fine lines walking today that's not how i roll no that's good that's not how we roll no i know and that's not how the dirt balls roll <laughs> no no it's not i'm sure i bet you there's some crossover between the dirt balls and the scalamaniacs
0: i know for a fact there is especially with you playing all those years in Boston. We have a lot of Boston fans. And we, by the way, we like, to, we like to talk shit about Boston a lot. So this will be an interesting show.
2: Oh, you can't talk about my city like that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I mean, is it like... What? Just a Boston fan in general. You know, the the outspoken Pats fan. Yeah. The fl- four fucking rings. Five fucking rings. Tom yeah. Brady's the, great fucking, the
0: fucking greatest of all Well, you guys time. all
2: agree with that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he is the GOAT. We've He's got- not the GOAT? Oh, uh, my gosh. We had I, this conversation earlier about LeBron now. There is no discussion when we're talking about Tom Brady. Now. Well, so now th- with with uh,
1: football, it's like a whole. To me, it's always a whole different world in football. At least when we talk basketball, it's the greatest of all time. We're, when you're on the basketball court, you're a basketball player. But now, are you saying Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback yeah. of all time? The greatest oh, yeah, football player yeah, of yeah, all yeah. time? Yeah, yeah. I'm
2: sorry. I'm sorry because okay. I I agree with that. Like you can't compare like an offensive player with a defensive player. Yeah, yeah. he's the greatest offensive player of all time. Great offensive player, you yeah. know, you're giving him the whole side of the ball. Yeah, you why just, not? Just, okay, okay. The most influential offensive player in the history just, of the sport.
1: By the way, the goat term was coined for Mr. Jerry Rice. You're just taking it right yeah, out of that, his mouth. It happens. It happens. <laughs> I
2: mean, I mean, the goat could get moved around, and there could be someone that could be a, a goat later on. But right now, it's. I mean, it's going to be tough to overtake. You know, Ryan. we
1: talked about this. We, we talked pre-show, and we'll get into it. With uh, obviously, everybody wants to talk goat. NBA player these days and best team ever and stuff like that. But since we're on football, since we already got you doing this, I I'm, I reverse it. We talked about something before, but I reverse it with my football guys. If I was taking uh, a quarterback, I might take Tom Brady to to start a team around. But if I was had one drive, one drive for the Super Bowl. I gotta put that in Joe Montana's hands. Oh,
2: I'm so glad you didn't say Eli Manning. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm gonna have to leave. <laughs> don't, don't get me wrong; he's pretty high on that list too. Yeah, he, did, he he delivered, but
1: but Joe Montana, you know, the same way everybody talks about Michael, it's like six and zero, did it every time. Yeah. Like you look at Joe Montana, his Super Bowl record is not just perfect. His Super Bowl statistics are perfect. He
2: never thrown interception. That's why I think like when you start comparing the greatest, you have to look at the results, right? That's right. like. In in the one instance where you really got to look at like well when it mattered most did he deliver and if a guy delivers when it matters most then you can you can make that argument that you should go with him
1: but you know we're so we're we got now we just got to get into it because we were talking LeBron and Michael before uh, the show and I feel like we came to a a, a friendly place finally I, at first I was like man I don't know what's gonna happen on this show but um you know you just called Tom Brady the goat. Tom Brady, he lost a couple of Super Bowls to my boy Eli Manning. Joe Montana, he goes out again, statistically perfect. You know, he he didn't have to come back in Super Bowls because he was never behind in Super Bowls. I agree. Um, so you you're going you're going ahead and you're throwing the goat on Brady, and you were throwing the goat on Jordan. Yeah. I feel like maybe where, whereas I'm doing the opposite, I'm throwing. You know, if I had, I'm giving LeBron my greatest player of all time, but. I'm, I, and I don't know who my goat quarterback is, but if I say if I have one drive, how do I not? How do I not choose Joe Montana? So
2: if you're taking one game, are you taking LeBron or Game Seven NBA Finals? Jordan, I mean Jordan always won in six, but if, you, right. if it was Game Seven or a closeout game, who are you taking? I'm taking LeBron James. Wow! But if wow. I but if I had one shot, if I did needed, you say that yesterday after uh, eleven did. Warriors go eleven zero in the last two minutes thirty eight seconds. Right then and there, they had a, the Cavs had a 98% chance of winning that game. All, I mean, all he has to do is just get a layup. All LeBron has to do is get one bucket.
0: As great as he is, you you should be able to will your team to one bucket. So you're putting that on LeBron then? Yeah, I do. You put the, But see, this is what I find interesting. If you look at breaking yesterday, and we're not going to – Joe and I aren't the biggest stat guys, you know, because we think a lot – nah, Well, I think this,
2: with this conversation, it doesn't become stats. It becomes to getting it done.
0: But what about Meeks coming back and saying – LeBron sat two minutes yesterday. The team is down twelve points in those two minutes. When he's playing, they're up five. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I I
2: understand plus minus.
0: So so basically, (laughs) my point is, yeah, you you got that degree from SC. You don't need a
2: degree from SC to understand plus minus.
0: But what about me saying coming back at that is like like what, what the fuck else can he do? No, no,
2: just find a way. Okay, just find a way. That's it. I can just find a way and and unless and eliminate. I, I get it. Like I understand that the right play to Corver. I understand that he had a bad situation in the corner with Iguodala. I understand all those things. But I, at the end of the day, just find a way. Whatever that way is, you're the greatest. You're, you're you're okay i don't think he's the greatest but people want to label him as the greatest the greatest find a way joe montana finds a way that that pass to dwight clark was there like the, the cleanest play in the world i mean he's falling away like the greatest find a way brady down in the third quarter 28-3 the greatest find a way jordan steps back on carl malone gets the steal comes down pushes off the greatest find a way. How can the greatest – I don't care how great the Warriors are. I don't care what, what if you want to blame this team. Or, they just find a way to win. Obviously, they're there. So if they're there, they found a way to got, get there, find a way to close the game out. That's it. But now Kevin Durant comes down, and he gets the bucket. He
1: he comes off the screen. He's got an open look. He cans it. Like, to me, it's really you're then just bringing the, the whole thing down to – one possession what what a guy has on it's like now lebron's legacy drops because he didn't get he wasn't mr get a bucket and and don't get me wrong again michael jordan no one's taking away Michael Jordan's killer instinct. No one's. I don't think anybody ever would say if you needed one bucket, you would go
2: to somebody besides Michael well, Jordan. Well, I would. I would say Larry Bird, but go you ahead. Would? Oh yeah, no okay. question. Great. And Yeah, and Michael would tell you Larry Bird as well. So Really? <laughs> yeah, no no no. I don't think people really understand how clutch Larry
0: Bird was, but let's just like, I'm a you know. huge Larry
1: Bird yeah. fan as well. And you know, we were talking about him before the show. It's like the one thing about Jordan that I I think people kind of that the legacy is is maybe a little bit inflated oh, no is, question. is you had you had Larry and Magic going back and forth, back and forth. Two great players came into the league simultaneously on two great teams, two legendary franchises, and they're battling. That's why Magic Johnson doesn't have a perfect finals record, and yeah, that's I why I'm not, Larry Bird doesn't have a personal, uh, perfect finals record. Michael Jordan, you know, perfect timing, perfect marketing, killer instinct he was going to be the guy that took a shot for good or bad he got it done that's he, it
2: right it's like so when we have the discussion once you i'm not gonna we can sit there and break it down and hand checks no hand checks where just to go with the listeners where we agree with each other is the nba is at the highest level it's ever been and lebron's the best player in the nba right so like we're on agreement with that one but just find a way just find a way and get it done that's it and he, and and, he has in the past right yeah it's not, he's, it's not you know, like he's yeah it's not like he's Patrick but Ewing he had, some, he had some, some pretty bad ones, too. Dallas, yeah. San Antonio, 4-1 the year after they beat him. Um, let's see another bad one. I guess, you know, the Spurs game, whatever. He got swept by the Spurs. Now, if he gets swept again, I mean, I, I'm, I'm just like, I want it to be competitive. Like, you've got to yeah. find a way. You're, you're the greatest. Like, find a way, right? That's
1: it. But you, you have to agree, right? Is, is LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers right now, they're wildly outgunned? No question. So it's like, how how, mu-
2: how much can the guy do? As much as he has to do to find a way to win, I mean, so, so <laughs>
0: yeah. I, but, but I guess I guess Joe and I are going to agree on this one too. It's like, what else he you know to average what he's averaging in his finals no, 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 against no. the team? But hold on, play,
2: play good in the fourth quarter. That's
0: okay, it. that's it. So you just want to improve fourth quarter? Like,
2: but, that, yeah, he that, I mean, can't. He's like seventy percent, sixty percent, forty percent. Oh, going by quarters, right? First, second, third. Sure. In the fourth quarter, he's shooting thirty three percent from the field. Like you I mean, come. 33% from the field. We see you drive to the basket, dismiss Kevin Durant, dunk on Jabell McGee. And we're all looking like, how the hell did you just do that? The, you, you got to be able to give me something in the fourth quarter, not just in the second quarter. You got to give me something down the stretch. And don't tell me he's tired. He's not the first athlete in the history of sports to be tired. Well, Everyone has been tired at one time. Jordan was tired. He had the flu. He found a way. Yeah. Right. Okay. Just find a way. So
1: here's my question for you. Obviously he's. I'm not I'm not the guy kind of guy who's going to go oh he's tired like we're going to we're going to hand LeBron James a bunch of excuses on why he didn't get it done but he had to play to a certain level for that game to be close in the fourth quarter against a team that has him completely outgunned okay. and then you know is it did he overdo himself in the first quarter? Oh is that I'm not making that, excuses for. I'm we're talking we about it elite
2: athletes.
1: Right. We're talking about
2: the best ever. But there is a there is
1: something with Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson and Steph Curry. They're you know they, I get, mean, the Steph, re- Steph,
0: they get the rest. They get rest. I, turn, I, mean, it's I don't on, you think that's going to affect them? Yeah, no question, it sure. affects.
2: But like, okay, you tell me. You just name one guy. Name one guy that you say, you can say that we use an excuse as he's tired. Give me one, give me one athlete that we've ever used this excuse for. No, I, I I can't even think, I don't, I'm not even like following sports in the seventies, eighties, whatever. I can't think of one time that we've ever said like, well, Donovan McNabb in the Super Bowl against, what, against the Patriots. Was that, was that what it was? Yeah, it was
0: one of the things that he was exhausted. He was throwing up. He was nervous. It was like a combo. That's one of the excuses that they used. Okay, fine. There
2: we go. I didn't know that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's but here's the
1: thing. I don't, I'm don't. i not much for making excuses for why guys didn't get it done. But I'm, I'm also saying, hey, they're only in that game because of LeBron James. And they didn't win it because he didn't get it done. But also, he's not— you know he's not Mister. I'm going to get a bucket at the end of the game guy. I think we were talking about that before the show. Yeah, That's yeah. not his style. That's not he's not Michael
2: Jordan. He's not Kobe Bryant. Um, He's a different kind of player. Yeah, he's magic ish. You know I, I I'm with you on that. But but those guys found a way to win. That's Lem- it. well, and LeBron James
1: is three. Championships and three Agreed. Finals MVPs, and he's been a seven straight yeah. NBA Finals. He's not a he's not a choker. He's no,
2: a, no, yeah. he's delivered. I mean, yeah. there's, at, at one time, I mean, the, the Spurs one with the Ray Allen shot that was a little tricky, right? right. Like that, he kind of limped into that one. The OKC, <laughs> he dominated. Yeah. He was he was great. Those were his two best years, I think. The OKC, the Spurs championship. But then he followed that. up. I mean, the, the How being about two years ago, yeah, being finance. down three one. You know, just like is there some controversy around that with the Draymond Green suspension? They were a plus going back to plus minus for you. They were a plus eighty seven heading into Game Five. And Draymond Green gets suspended, right? So there is some there are some asterisks behind some of his championships, and I'm not. I'm. It's not a. I'm not. Putting him down by calling him the second greatest player ever. Right. I think he's better than Magic Bird. I think he's better than all those guys, but like he is not in the same conversation as Jordan right now because it means that Jordan was six-0. It's just the way it is.: So
1: I'll ask you this question because you know we were talking about it before, and I said if I had, if I had one shot, I'd give it to Michael, but if I was starting a team today, you're playing in the big three basketball tournament coming up. All the players, all time, in their prime, you're going out there with the big three. Who you taking as your teammates, and what what order are you taking them? LeBron.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So that's (laughs) well, there's I mean, he would be unstoppable in in three on three. but the game is not three on three, right? But I feel like we're kind of
1: on the same page. It's like he's
2: he's physically dominant over everybody. And
1: in 2017, in a time where you know, Kevin Durant's seven foot shooting guard. And, you know, you've got, we were talking about Anthony Davis is, you know, playing perimeter game at seven foot. He's got handle like the game is a place it's never been before. And the only reason I think that some of us put LeBron James into that conversation is no one ever really dominated the game like Jordan before. No one will probably ever dominate the game like Jordan after LeBron's doing about as close as we've
2: ever seen, but he's doing it while the game's being played yeah. at its highest level. And that, and there there is a lot of truth to that, right? Like like the skill level in this finals is something I have
0: never seen before. And I'm glad you're saying that. Why and we talked about this before the show guys. Why and this is the argument I always use. Why does everybody have such this this nostalgia? And especially former players, you see it for the 80s and 90s. Oh, I don't know. The the, anal- <laughs> Scott, the analogy I always <laughs> use is this. It's like saying uh, the best car in 1987 <laughs> Is better than the best car in yeah. do- I'm like the shittiest Newest The Kia Optima from 2017 Is better than the Whatever the best car <laughs> That's so true right but, but for basketball It's like oh back in line Yeah 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 like, like, I, Does I like, this does this Warriors team
1: Is this yeah. Warriors team The best team
0: of all time
2: I, Because The Jordan 6-0 and 0 thing I don't know if they would beat them I think they do match up well But uh,
1: I mean Does Luke Longley have a place In today's NBA is Steve Kirk no, Coming off could, of somebody's bench No, Judd
2: but, Bushler I mean like n- Yeah but Dennis Rodman, Scottie sure, Pippen, sure, sure. Michael Jordan. those guys are three of the like, greatest defensive players to ever play, right? Sure. And they're on one team. Long, athletic as heck, right? And, and they, they had the determination to do it, right? A crazy motor. Like, you can go on and yeah. on. Defensively, that Bulls team was unbelievable. And so then, you know, offensively, they dealt the triangle and whatever it may be. But, you know, it's just a different era. I, I, I'd like to see how, like, a Steph Curry would match up. Like, how would, where would, he, how would they hide him? there's there's no J.R. Smith out there. Like, Ron Harper is 6'7", and he was, like, in in his prime, he was really good, you know? So I think the league is a lot different now. But the shooting of the Warriors would surprise the Bulls, no question about it. If they just played – like, if the Bulls of 96 played 82 games in today's day and age, I think they would figure it out. But if it was, like, a seven-game series and all of a sudden they just started playing, they'd be shocked at the three-point shooting barrage. And, like, right. the, when the Draymond Green at the five and them stretching the floor and they're, like, moving the ball all it's over the place. It's an evolution of the game. Correct.
1: Everything evolves. And that's why, you know, pe- people say, oh, like, we were talking before the show and I joked around. It's like people joke that, oh, LeBron wouldn't be able to deal with people hand-checking. <sighs> nah, and it's, it's like ridiculous. It's yeah. like he's 6'9", 265 or yeah, whatever yeah. it is. Like, the idea – I mean, Reggie Miller existed – in the 90s, you yeah. know, he's a skinny guy. He's a three-point shooter. He wasn't exactly a uh,
2: bodying guy. No, LeBron would dominate at any era he played in. There's no question about it. He would. It's just, uh, but I also think Jordan would dominate today, right? Like you can't touch Michael Jordan. How good would he be? You know, just there are some players. No matter what generation they play, Bill Russell could play in today's day and age. He's right. six nine, athletic. It's like he's like DeAndre Jordan, right? So yeah, we could see like there's all kinds of guys from different eras can play in today's game. You know, that's that that will happen now. It's just there are some guys now that would actually physically just dominate the, the 70s, right? Guys who are just like insignificant players now would be – they would people would be blown away by how athletic they
0: are. Now, how many points does the White Mamba average in the 85? Oh, man. I don't know if I – 40 I or
2: 50? No, no. I think I'm better now than I was then. Like the range shooting four. They right. didn't have range shooting. My coach told me like, they'll no, stop shooting threes. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah so it's like – like I would fit in better with like you know players that put it on the floor, make sure. plays, and shoot threes versus you know that slow down, grind it out type of offense, right? I would be yeah. much better now than I would then. You were ahead of your time. Well, I was, I was I the first pe- stretch four. Yeah, I agree. Ever, ever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they everyone! You're looked welcome, at the, Kevin like, they, they looked at Scal and they're like, "That's what we got to do. Yeah. Everyone's got to be like him." Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I've you know I've seen the trailer for your ESPN 30 for 30. When when is it coming out?
2: It's, you know, it's one of those things where it's so hard to get highlights that it takes forever to (laughs) (laughs) happen. You've got got the nickname White Mamba. uh, Where did that originate? So once Kobe came out with the commercial, uh, you know, like I do that. Like LeBron wrote the I'm coming home letter. Like the next day, I'm already just like cutting and pasting and putting in my own thing because I was announcing that I was going back to broadcasting the Celtics, right? So I'm always piggybacking off the stars because I'm not afraid. I mean, yeah. like a lot of guys don't, you know, some people, okay, I'm taking my talents to South Beach. Like, no, I'm, if there's something that a major star is doing and, and it works in my, in my life, I'm doing it. I'm, I'm, what do you call that? You, a sp- uh, parody. Yes, or
0: spoofing it yeah. or whatever. Yeah, you're basically yeah. parodying it. It's funny because he actually, the, the Dirt Balls don't know this, but. But Scalabrini, actually, you did, I'm taking my talents to Koreatown before today. Oh, yeah, no question about (laughs) it. It was a big press conference, Facebook Live and everything. Now, Kobe, when you basically gave yours, because he gave himself the Black Mama. I guess, yeah. He did.
2: By the way, by the way, guess what I found out yesterday? So the Black Mama, right? World's most deadliest snake, right? Sure. Do you know it's the Eastern Taipan snake, the Eastern Inland Taipan is the world's most deadliest snake. I don't know if that would have worked. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> Black Mamba, actually, third most deadliest snake. So Kobe should have done some which, research. Which
0: is another reason why LeBron's ahead of Kobe, guys. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, right? Right there. Third place. What, has Kobe ever talked to you about you giving yourself the name White Mamba? You guys have had to have that conversation, Yeah, so right? two
2: times, right? Uh, So it was great. Like I I just got on Twitter. He came, he got on Twitter and I got on Twitter like right after him. And so I, I, you know, I spoofed him. Right. It was, uh, he said, uh, like the black Mamba, the antisocial is becoming social. Right. So I said, white Mamba held out longer than the black Mamba. He said like, welcome to Twitter, white Mamba. And my, that was like day one. Right. My, I was, like, at 2,000, and I went to, like, 50,000. It was, like, like in three hours, right? And it's, like, so thanks, Kobe. And then the last game I called for him here in Staples, he came over and gave me a pretty good dap, like like, looking at me like I was, like, Mamba mentality right there. <laughs> so that was really it, though. And you're at
1: Scalabrini on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody's got to go follow White Mamba. We're, you're about to see that next bump. The first bump was Kobe. Now you're going to get the Dirty Sports bump. Yeah, like,
2: are we going to get, like, what do you think, five grand today?
1: Yeah, you'll probably get five grand, and you'll also probably get a lot of messages that you're like, wow, I can't believe what's coming through my mentions right now. You're just like, just, what do you call
2: them, the dirt balls?
1: Dirt balls. The dirt balls. Dirt balls. Be ready for some dirt ball love in your mentions.
0: Our, 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 one do, of our do we mo- engage with the dirt balls? Yeah, Look, we engage with them all the time, which is it's engage at your own ca- yeah. caution, basically, basically right. because it's they're insane. Yeah. Like I said, like my family has Joe's family has seen them. You know, when you start bringing them in, they camped out of my goddamn parents house. I know.
2: I heard this story. It's a like, great story.
0: Like, like my, even after the pitch that day, they came in the backyard and my dad's like, what's my you know, my dad's a 73 year old guy. Just just in the back. Just what are these kids doing? I'm like, I don't know, dad. They're, they're insane. How yeah. many
2: how many dirt balls are there? You think? That's a great question. Just on,
0: again, around T- 10,000?
2: Oh, that's not that many. Yeah, I was thinking yeah. you're going to take 100,000. Strong, strong but mighty. So Small, of 10,000, how many are Scalomaniacs? I like guess maybe, we're about to find out. Yeah, maybe one. No, well, they're right? all now. Uh, all 10,000? All like it's, I can't be the first podcast that you guys have pumped over, right? But well, Or is it more like... This kind of works. Like yeah, this the way you're try- killing
1: it, you're already killing this. So they they're all officially Scalamaniacs at this but point. But do you guys right? say that to everybody? Like, don't just like you know yank my chain here. This is no, not- no, 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 no. We're not all bullshitting right.
0: you. I'm telling okay. you. I'm telling you. They're gonna they're they're gonna be scalomaniacs. And
1: if, if you see any condoms are for Brian Scalabrini, then you'll know yeah. you didn't hit with a couple. So that's, so, that's how they say that you're, they don't like. you. Yeah, it. if you
0: don't like you, condoms are for things they don't like. Condoms?
2: Yes. Don't, <laughs> it's it, very confusing. It,
0: look, it's we should just move on to something else. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah. I'm trying to understand like why would a condom be bad? That's like good times, right? Well well you'll see, because I end every show saying condoms are for pussies, but People get confused that condoms Dude, actually. Dude, you're living that rock star lifestyle? <laughs> <laughs> Are you? You're living that rock star lifestyle in LA? No, no, Dude, sc- you're I- living on the edge, man. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're nuts. <laughs> L- little does Scow know that I just went uh, over six months celibate on purpose. No, I'm not living. You were a I- sex addict? No, no. <laughs> he, 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 was a, he was a Tinder addict. Yeah, let's, 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 I'm going to deflect this conversation. Let's,
2: let's, let's get a, I know nothing about his sex life. I'm just kind of like,
1: you know, yeah. okay. Well, this is this is an easy transition for me. We didn't even have it on the... But you're, you're married. Married, three. Uh, uh, how long have you been married? Ooh, since ni- 2003. Okay, and you came into the league in... 2001. All right, so pretty early on in your NBA career. Yeah, yeah. But the NBA lifestyle... That, that that you see yeah, these guys I'm not about that life. Not about it.
2: Well, I would not make it. Right. That's like that's the thing that people have to fully understand about the league and guys in the league don't understand this. It's like I can't do what that guy does. I'm not that good. I'm just not that talented. So I have to analyze everything. Like if I do that, I'm not making it. It's not worth it for me to give up my life for some, you know, whatever on the side, right? right. I'm I'm like Whatever like I almost think that the reason I did make it is because guys went out and partied. Yeah. That was like how I carved out 11 years is because like I'm in bed at 11 and getting my workouts in. Like that's my life. And because of that, it's how I like it it makes no sense how I squeaked out 11 years, but it makes sense like when the guys don't have it and I get my opportunity cuz in the NBA you can't pick and choose your opportunity I get a chance and I deliver that gets me like another like another chance later maybe that gives me another contract but if 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 everyone was like focused all the time I probably would not have made it
1: so you're Interesting. you're a, you played for the Celtics for a long time you were on the Bulls for a while N- Nets. Nets uh yeah you were drafted by the Nets yeah. correct yeah um so uh you come out to L.A. A lot of times they do these West Coast trips. Like you'll play the Lakers, then you'll have a day off, and then you'll play the Clippers. You come to the West Coast. You're here in L.A. You got you know two games in three days. You got an off day in
2: between. What's what's Scalabrini's three days in L.A. look it's, like? It's all, the like week? everything is geared towards hoop and and lifting and whatever. Like it's all like whatever whatever is gonna like three days in L.A. without a flight is okay. What time are we working out? What time do we have practice? Is is there an open gym available? It's just. That's what, that's the commitment it takes. And I mean, it's no difference in your business, right? You got to make that commitment. You can't just like live that rockstar lifestyle and think that you're going to make it, right? You have to decide. And that was, it's not, and, and, and I'm not saying here, like, look at me. I'm some you know, great guy for doing it. No, 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 no. I have to do it or I won't make it. It's, it's life or death for me. So that's why it wasn't a hard decision. You know what I'm learning
0: from all this, Joe? That, again, a man ahead of his time.
2: Thusting the
1: process. He was
0: thusting the process <laughs> before thusting the process was even happening. <laughs> you know, they talk about they talk about trusting the process, but we have our own thing at Dirty Sports called thusting the process. Don't. That's a whole other story too. Yeah, you're looking at me with that confused. Oh, yeah, it, is,
2: it looks like it, that's it. It's not thrusting. No. Though.
1: no, it was thrusting. But Andy wrote it on his whiteboard and he forgot the R, so I then wrote, it became <laughs> I, r- I wrote it wrong.
0: Thusting. Yeah, I have, I have a spelling you do that. issue. You do that a lot. Former English teacher over here too. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? If you write as much as you write, you're you're you know that's like a it's like a, a baseball fielder. You know, like they make one error a season, and you know that's not too bad. I
0: love this. It sticking yeah. out for me. Yeah. The,
2: the other thing
1: I wanted to ask you about because you you were kind of a cult hero in in your NBA days, and you were kind of the poster guy for like. Oh, like if somebody needed to name a also is in the NBA guy, it was like, oh, Brian Scalabrine. But what people kind of don't understand, like sometimes it was a punchline, but you they only know about you because
2: you were playing in games. Like you weren't. Oh, whoa, 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 so you got to back up there. The only reason why they knew about me is because I was on good teams. Right. Right. Because so that's the difference. Right. Like if I was on some some bum team, which I don't think I would have done well on bad teams. But think about it in the NBA, NBA finals first year. So you're obviously, you're going all the way to the NBA finals. You're on TV a lot, right? Next year, I'm in the NBA finals again. Third year, I'm in the playoffs with Detroit. I'm knocking down those shots, right? So I'm on good teams. But with that being said, I'm behind Kevin Garnett. I'm behind Kenya Martin. I'm behind Carlos Boozer. And, you know, so there's a lot of players who they're just, like, way better than me. I'm not going to get those minutes. Right. So it's not, like, like, players... But people kind of treated you like you were the 15th guy on the team, but you yeah. you weren't the 15th guy on the well, team. Well, in New Jersey, I wasn't. In Boston, I was. Yeah. And, uh, but I think, you know, like, I also was, like, really snappy with the media. Like, I just don't let them just say whatever they want. You know, I was, like, sort of... You know, it's interesting, this year, players started going back at the media. I mean, I've been doing that since day one, you know what I mean? So I'm like, it's easy when you're in the media and, like, all the, the fans love me, but the media's like, yo, he's really an asshole, man. I'm trying—we got to write a story about how he's an asshole. So
0: they legitimately didn't like you?
2: Because I was an asshole. What a bunch of cheddar dicks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I, I'm just—I'm not that nice of a guy. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to let you— this like, is you why know, you're not like, going you to get in know. the Hall of
1: Fame your your contentious nah, attitude nah, with no. the press. But you guys
2: know, like, I we I, mean, I went at you about the LeBron thing, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, if you're going to say something, you better back it. And, like, we came to Like, you're pretty good with this one, right? A lot of people, I just keep going at him and going at him, And, like, sometimes I try to make them cry. I mean, it's just the way yeah. I am. Yeah. But when you see me around the fans, I'm taking every picture. I'm signing every autograph.
0: So you know those guys are upset. <laughs> but I think what Joe's getting to is – you're still in literally the top less than 1% of skilled basketball players in the world. Oh, yeah. But but, but I think the common fan, obviously, we're comics, so we shit on people. We bust balls.
1: I mean, how many people would yell, "Scalabrine, you suck? And oh, like, yeah, all yeah, that, yeah, like, yeah. And they yeah. legit think you suck because you're on the bench. And it's yeah. like... You're in the NBA, so you played You played a bunch of guys one-on-one. You played a like,
0: yeah, three-on-one yeah, of the radio like, guys. Yeah, you did like these radio... It was like a, like a radio promo. With- yeah,
2: where like uh, people... I was like... I went on a mission after... For all the people that said, Scalabrini, you suck, right? Like I went on a mission after I got done retiring, playing in like the rec league YMCA. And I was on like... Normally, and how I was as an NBA player, I would almost like work on things as I was out there. I, I got to get better at catching and shooting. i gotta increase my speed in my shot, right? So... Forget that. Once I retired, I was, like, on a mission. That was Mamba mentality, no doubt. So I was scoring, like, 65 points in the game, just, like, absolutely dominating people. I mean, it, it, embarrassing people. Embarrassing. They bring their wives, and I embarrass them. I embarrass <laughs> them in front of the kids. So I just went on just, like, a crazy mission of this, like, uh, just, like, like, telling the world, like, you guys better get this right. Like, I wasn't even that good as an NBA player, but I, you, I want them to tell – all their friends that they played against Scalabrini and yo man this guy's legit. So and then I find one day I woke up and I was like, what the hell am I doing, man? I gotta just like move on with my life, right? <laughs> but during that time, they I told people I was doing that and someone was like, you suck. I'd bust you one on one. So I was like, let's go. I'm I'm gonna let you guys know what it's like. I'm gonna let you know what 6'9, 250 pounds feels like. And I'm not even that great of an athlete. But when I hit you, you're going to remember that. And you're going to be like, well, I, I did get this chance to play the NBA player one time. And I woke up the next day and I could barely walk. That's what I wanted them to understand. Because that's the biggest thing. You, you watch a player and you think like he's not very good or he's not very quick. Yeah, man, I ain't very quick next to Kyrie or Rondo or Derek Rose. I'm not quick next to those guys, but I'm
0: quick next to you. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's the thing that people get lost you played eleven years. Yeah, the, exactly. You played yeah. eleven years in the NBA. Like I said, we joke and we do all that. But at the end of the day, Joe and I know. Like, like if we let's take an example. If Joe and I played you two on one, do we score a point? Probably oh, yeah, not. Yeah, 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 we, we yeah, yeah. Because
2: he played, he played.
0: Yeah. Oh, I'm bringing nothing to the table here. No, no, Joe? no, no. no,
2: no. <laughs> well, like if, if he yeah. didn't play, then I would say no. But if you played high school, like, two... I, you think we could I, score a point on you? I play two high school kids all the time for a good game, like, for a good workout. Like okay. I'll take two kids from, like, the local high school, and we'll go 2 on one And I'll, I'll lose some games, like, 11, to, you know, like... Gotcha. I, you can't guard every... You can't... You can't... No, no, it's, it's, it's just all space about, out. Yeah, but yeah. it's, like, it's challenging for me. It's challenging for yeah. them. They yeah. got to learn how... To, yeah, it's like... It's not like that. It's not like that. Like, the biggest thing... Like, here's another thing. It's not... Like, I'm not a good, like, I'm not a highly skilled basketball player. I'm what you call, like, like I know how to space the floor or cut. I know how to do, like, move the ball. Like, those type of things. That doesn't really hold true in, like, pickup when everyone sort of sucks, right? So right. it's not like <laughs> you look and you're just like, eh, I don't know. It's yeah, because you're okay. making a great cut no one's getting you the yeah, ball. Like, yeah, like, the other day I was like, go for a lob. And I pointed up and I was like, uh, when you going to throw it? And then by <laughs> the time you do it, you guys, you know, it's just like, it's a different level. Like, I'm used to playing. Another thing why I was very fortunate, very fortunate in life. Get Drafted by the Nets, who's the point guard? Jason Kidd. Then yeah. go to Boston, who's the point guard? Rajon Rondo. Rondo. And then in Chicago, Derrick Rose, right? So I was like, very, very. If I don't go to New Jersey and play with Jason Kidd, I'm in Europe. You don't know who I am. I'm not here right now. Well, that's, you know, this kind of ties back because I, I was a huge fan of Jason
1: Kidd's game when, you know, when he was, especially in his prime with the Nets. I'm a Knicks fan. So I was like, man, this guy's across the river in Jersey, just like show timing with crazy. the Nets. Yeah. But great example of a guy, like, Jason Kidd's not Mister Get You a Bucket at the end of no, the game, no, 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 but no. what he did for a team in just being a facilitator—you guys went to two NBA Finals, correct? On Jason Kidd getting everybody involved, and that's where you know we come all the way back to the thing. It's like you know, there's a difference between a guy who's going to get you a bucket at the end of the game and the way a guy can affect the game just to, in in all
2: aspects of yeah, it. Jason yeah, Jason Kidd is. I mean, he's an all-time great. Yeah, but don't have the conversation of calling him the best player ever. Right. Yeah. I don't think That's anybody it. is. But right, like I'm saying, uh, I'm saying if we're having the conversation, like I said, to me, it's like a compliment. Where's right? Where's Jason Kidd on like the all-time 50. point guards list? Oh, for point guards, probably ten. You know, like coaches and GMs would probably put him 10. And, you know, like the players, I don't know if they have – like players that don't play – that didn't play with him don't necessarily give him the respect that he deserves. But to me, man, that guy was unbelievable. And then he, especially late, late – He got me career. paid. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just imagine how good he has to be to get me paid.
1: <laughs> so, so when you get drafted and you're – I mean, like obviously the Nets now in Brooklyn. It's a whole different – it's yeah, a whole different yeah. world. But you get drafted, you're going to New Jersey. Are you just happy to get drafted, or are you happy that you're playing with Jason
2: Kidd, or are you like, well, no. i got to go to New Jersey? So I, I got drafted when they had Stephon Marbury. Right. And then the next day they traded for Jason Kidd. It changed everything. Yeah. When, what, so I'm in L.A., and I, clearly I watch Phoenix a lot because they're on TV, they play the Lakers, and so you, you know it's just you understand how good he is. And then you know, I didn't really know how good Stephon Marbury was, but when they got him, I was like, dude, this is going to be great for me. You know, you're – when you're when you first get but drafted, but like just so the just the,
1: the geography of it, are you like fuck? I got to go from L. A. to New Jersey? No, no, no. no. I mean, New Jersey, you're, look, you're
2: a vagabond as a basketball player. You don't care, right? Yeah, yeah. It's well, like I don't like. like you're not
1: sitting there on a draft day going like, I hope it's Phoenix. I hope it's LA, no, I hope it's Chicago.
2: No, no. I want like it's. Thick. I
1: hope it's the other side of the river at least in the tri-state area. No, no. But You don't I, want to go to the Knicks. That's for sure. No, shit.
2: I just, I just, you know, you just, you're just. Come on, you just, got, you just got drafted in the NBA, right? right? You don't, know, you don't care. You just want an opportunity.
0: What did you do draft night? Like, like is that yeah, one of those nights nice that you'll never forget
2: i was like yeah i'll never forget it but it wasn't that great i was just like sitting in my house and like once the second round started it was like pick i was so i was 35th right the fifth pick in the second round like one two three i'm like man f this man i'm going back outside i don't need to watch this and then four five 35th my parents and everyone goes crazy and they're like you got drafted and i was like where new jersey and i was like all right cool i mean it's like like i i am never ever ever like oh man look how look at me i made it like now i might say that i don't even know if i say that now but it's all like like i'm like keeping it real right like i sure. was fortunate to be on Jason kids team or else i would have been out of the league right that's like i don't ever celebrate we are, you're, you're
0: legitimately a humble guy. You're no, down no, to no. earth, but you are. Though. Yeah, but this is just keeping it real. Yeah, like, okay. I'm just keeping it I real. Like,
2: I'm not like, I, like, I'm not like trying to be humble because I really believe something else. I don't. I really believe that the reason I made it in the NBA is because I played with Jason Kidd. That's it. I believe that. So it, it's all about situation and getting in the right fit. Right? So
0: for you, it wasn't like you get that first, because I can already tell, I'm assuming, you get that first NBA paycheck. You weren't like, I'm going to buy this. No. You're just like, whatever. I, this is my job.
2: Yeah, I know. It's like, I'm gonna, it's, like it's, it's 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 all relevant to me. All that stuff is irrelevant. Like, like even now, right? I drive an F-150. I, I hit like a like a pillar when I was pulling out of a garage. It's all dented up. I barely washed my truck. Like, I just like, I am just, I thought... I play the long game at everything. And but, but you know what goes along with this? Like people say, Oh man, you're so great on TV. And people also say you suck, right? Like I don't listen to either side of them. I don't listen to the people that say you're good and I don't listen to the people that say I'm bad either. I, I need to do that. He's yeah. right though. But that's- you can't pick and choose. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're the no really- one saying Andy's good. So we got he's got <laughs> oh, that's tough, man.
0: That's tough. That's, that's tough. why they call him Joey No <laughs> Joe bueno. Always busting my balls over <laughs> here. No,
2: that's tough. Like you you, you gotta get some, you know. Praise, right? One, one of every 10. Wait, 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 hold on. Can I ask? Yeah, go for it. Yo, so I heard that being a comedian is sort of like a dark life. True or not true? Well, I think... Oh, we don't but, have to get serious. No, yeah. just, no but but for sure. I,
1: I think a lot of people who become comedians do it because they had a dark life, because they they come from a place where they have, you know, this thing inside them and they want it. And the way they get it out, some people write music, you know, some people write, you know, the sad movies. Some people get up on stage and they talk about their pain, and that that's their best way. Maybe they're maybe they're not cl- you know musically inclined, so they take a mic, and this is where they express their pain. I think being a comic
2: can be whatever you want it to be. Okay, like, but let me just it can okay. be therapy. I, I, for I, sure, my, my life's not super dark, so yeah. you're up there, and you don't know if this shit's funny or not. No, no. So you're kind of like this is like insecurity at its highest point, right? You're Hell up yeah. there. Like me, I know my life story is inspirational, but no one needs to laugh, right? You, you have to make these people laugh. And you're going in saying, mm, I don't know if this is or isn't. You can't think that everyone is, right? No. Every, but, every joke is funny. But you, you know,
1: as you, the same, sort of the same in basketball, like the first time I tell a joke, I don't know where, what it's gonna do. Okay. As I start doing it over time, I'm like, I know this works a little bit, it becomes my corner three. You know, I know uh, I know. there's a yeah. 75% chance if I'm open, this yeah. is going in. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, you know? okay. But you have your, Joe's right, you have your go-tos. And somebody gave me kind of back to what you were saying as far as you're not listening to the critics, but also the people who praise you. Somebody told me when I started doing comedy, the best thing ever was never get too high on your set, never get too low. Because he knows, like, you can do, I remember my, my brother and sister-in-law were out a few years ago, and they saw it firsthand, and it blew their mind just as an outsider. I had two shows that night. One just tanked. Audience didn't like me. You knew that. Yeah. Just th- as it's going on. As it's going on. Did your brother and sister know too? Yeah, and I can see that. You can see them in the crowd. Uh-huh. They're uncomfortable. We go to the next show. I do the same material. Crushes, and and it blew their mind. They're like the emotions that you guys go through up there. Comics of the same bit. Somebody loves Joe knows this. Yeah, and somebody might hate. It's just, it's just a weird dynamic.
2: Yeah, I would think that like that's a that's. The whole thing about having to make people laugh, like, everyone thinks, like, that's easy. Dude, that's not easy. Day in and day out doing it is not easy. And that's your job. And I wonder if, like, once, that's why I always thought, like, once a joke went bad, do you, like, re? think your whole routine or you just like man I'm committed I'm I'm rolling
1: it's really it's really kind of a time and place thing you know the move that you would use against one guy you're not gonna you know you got a smaller guy and you might try to take him in the hole you got a bigger guy you know no but the corner
2: three analogy was good yeah
1: so for for me like I can look at an audience and go like don't go too edgy with them. It's kind of an older crowd. Yeah. You know, or you get you get some you get some young people and you're like, oh, start talking about, you know, Instagram. They're gonna eat that up. Yeah, start yeah, talking, yeah. make fun of the Kardashians. They're you know, right. you know before they come in what they're gonna be. You can you can kind of sum them up by like the general, you know,
0: demographic. Okay. And, and I would say the good thing about both Joe and I as comics, we can both do crowd work. Okay. A lot of comics can't. So like if my material isn't going that well, it's like, okay. Hey, man, what do you do for a living? You know, just talk to the guy in the front row. Try to find something. Because comics who can't do that, you're just limited to that yeah, material. I gotcha. It, it's not even the guy who can only shoot threes. Now,
2: he, now, so then moving on with the comic, right? Like, if, if, if there are groupies in basketball, there are groupies in comedy. There's groupies in comedy. They
0: call them chuckle fuckers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're working in crowd, do you... The, I think you know. I, that's I've been called out by comics a lot. They're like, "Dude, you only will be like like I will definitely address the girls more." And no, I,
2: but if, they, if for like a, a a bigger motive later, like is it for the digits or is it just like I'll, I'll let Joe Joe always talks about.
0: You've talked about that on our show.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've I've I, I used to have jokes that I would do uh, that was specifically set up so that somebody maybe come up to me after a game like or after a show, after, after a game. game. Yeah. Thinking about you after a yeah, game, but Pow. when you when you have a good game, you know, like. Uh, uh, I used to do a joke about re- like I would, I did a joke about whiskey. I really enjoy whiskey. And then I noticed people would start buying me whiskey after shows. they be like, Hey man, here's a Jack, you know? Would, and then, so I started doing on stage. I was like, I, I would tell the joke about whiskey and I would say, you know, I've been doing this joke and people have started coming up and giving me whiskey after the show. Just FYI, I also love blowjobs and comedy store bathrooms. <laughs> like, and then girls would come up to me and be like, Hey, you want that? I'd be like, yeah,
0: I'm just saying, you know, and does it work? It works. This actually makes sense because I do one of my favorite jokes is a roofie joke, and no girls ever yeah. come up to me because they think I'm gonna roofie. But I'm it, it, you know. Bad joke, man.
1: <laughs> more than the more than like setting yourself up on stage, it's like if a girl comes up to you after a game, she meets you in the tunnel, she's like, "You played a great game." You already know you're in, you know. Same way somebody
2: comes uh, up to you after the show, they go, "You're so funny." It's what, like, uh, no, no girls like, man, that was such a cerebral uh, corner spacing
0: right there. <laughs> I mean, you're like, what do you think is going on out there? But, man? but, but hold on, Scout. you played, you played. You went to SC. Obviously, it's Southern California. I mean, th- in my opinion, there is no better city for the most beautiful oh. of, of all you know ethnic backgrounds. Well, Miami, all...
2: yeah, oh, okay, yeah. So, there's like eight working at IHOP in Miami. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like it's just like it's crazy. But
0: what was that like? You you grew up in Washington. What was yeah. that like coming out here, playing at SC? Suddenly, you're down on their campus. I mean, you, I mean, you led them to an elite eight your, your senior yeah, yeah, yeah. year. I
2: didn't. I didn't play that right. Just this guy, like I said, man, I was like, I didn't realize like this, like what was at stake? Like I said, like I said, man, I was all focused. I was all in on making it. I was afraid of failing. It's not a good way to live your life, but it worked out for me. Sure. But like, you know, like for sure me like, man, what the hell was I thinking? You know, but no, man, I was like, I told you I was locked in at USC. I drank twice. Twice in three years Wow Yeah And it was because
1: That's I, the difference Between me and Scalabrini Because yeah, I've just been drinking The whole time I'm 37 Still
2: trying to get my break He's already done <laughs> with it He's already yeah, got I'm his like, NBA yeah. paycheck No so it's just like I, it's, I wish Like it would have been It could have been different But I just was like Afraid of failing That was that, that was like my thing That was my thing And it was like that All the way through My NBA career what,
0: Like did you Were you the type of guy Who had a steady girlfriend While you were playing at SC Kind of yes and no Like off and on A
2: uh, uh, girl in Seattle You know stuff like that a long distance yeah 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 man but that but 6 a.m workouts and two a days three days you know like that was my life i know it's so lame and people think of my personality and think like oh that dude must have been having a blast I'm just not good enough to have a blast. You know what I mean? If I was good, I would have had a blast. I'm just not that good. And they
1: always kind of say about athletes, like, that's how it goes. The guys who work really hard that maybe don't have the talent, that's how they get there. Correct. And then the guys who have, you know, great talent, but maybe they don't have the best drive, they
2: exist. And then the guys who have the talent and the drive together, they're the all-timers. Exactly, exactly. Those guys that are crazy focused or on their diet or spending money on body work or whatever, those are the next-level type of players. You know, you were asking us about comedy, and I— Got to ask you. Every they always say,
1: you know, every entertainer wants to be an athlete, and every athlete wants to be an entertainer. Did you? Do you have any urges to like get up on stage, tell some jokes? Because no, we would help. No. We would we would facilitate no, no, that no. for See, you.
2: See, I I think like I, I don't think I have that in me. Like everyone says, you should be in comedy. I'm like, man, you guys don't have. You, shut up! You have no clue what it takes to be at that level. Like I would I would melt under the first joke not working out. You know what I mean? Like, gosh, oh, what gotta am I going to do? keep shooting, kid. No, I understand that. <laughs> I understand that. But, like, where that confidence comes from, I don't know, right? Maybe yeah. it's all those years of doing it. I, I mean, maybe you guys could tell. I don't think anybody can just all of a sudden at, like, 25 decide this is what I want to do, right? You've got to, like, practice for a while.
0: You'd be surprised. Really? The, the practice, yeah.
2: You know, there's some people who have, have great
1: personalities and there's some people who have great jokes. And it's kind of the same way. It's like, you know, some people just magical personalities yeah. and then do they put the time and effort in the same way you did in the gym do they put the time and effort in to the jokes too or do they are they getting by on you know kind of being a good guy on stage and having a having confidence and whatever the the, the greats you know dave chappelle is a funny person yeah he'd be funny if you were and he's watching also, basketball and
0: he's also been doing stand-up since like 14 and he's 15. also writing jokes exactly all the time so yeah. that's why he's he's a combo you know, of everything an all-timer so yeah. t- is that what you guys do as far as...
2: Like, like, are you guys writing, 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 writing jokes and then practicing, practicing as many a performance? Like, what, what is that level? Like, is there... You know, it's funny because sports, I really believe sports is not necessarily about... Like, I do believe there's some breaks involved, but I don't think it's the same as, like, acting or comedy, right? You yeah. gotta, like... A lot of things have to go right to make it in that sure. business. But in sports, like, you know, like, I'm six nine, I'm gonna play at this place, and then I'm gonna get seen, and then, you know, it's, like, kind of, like, works its way out, but... For comedy or for acting,
1: you have to have breaks, right? I'm so for i not sure. I'm going to put myself, like, I certainly don't have the Kobe Michael Jordan, like, killer instinct of, of comedy. I'm going to put myself as, like, Lamar Odom. Lamar Odom. You know? The, but
2: good, like, back in the prime.
1: Yeah, back in the yeah, prime, are Lamar you, Are you Odom, smoking like, crack now? Yeah. Is yeah, like, yeah, like not, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. a
2: confession? Then, After like, the K- uh, Kardashian curse? L- L- uh,
1: Lamar <laughs> Odom. Wow, six, six ten, almost phenomenally set, talented. If he worked, yeah, I mean, he was a six man winner. Fun, he was phenomenal. a great NBA player,
2: champion, two times champion.
1: But but if he had wor- if he had had the Kobe drive, what what could he have been? Yeah, like on Garnett's level. Yeah, for sure. So I'm I'm going Lamar what, Odom. What I'm, I'm gonna be successful, but I'll probably do it a little lazy. I'm addicted to candy.
0: I, Joe knows I go in waves, especially with my stand up, where like. I'll get in the mood where I'm going to write a lot and perform a lot, but then I'm off and on with it. You're like TJ McConnell. (laughs) <laughs> like you don't belong here but you keep dominating i just i just I'm love just kidding that's so funny tj mcconnell <laughs> i can't wait for those memes see that's the thing the dirt balls instantly there's going to be a meme with my head on tj mcconnell i think that so might,
2: so yeah. like tj mcconnell has been trying to get like they've been trying to replace him for the last like four years but they can't do it right he just yeah. like, keeps going back yeah
0: joe knows, that's me with dirty sports like <laughs> yeah. this, this is my baby here like i you know whether it's on stage or doing this or doing radio stuff like making people laugh and doing creative stuff you know and 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 this, i love that we have gallery and
2: we're talking about our comic
0: i know our i'm like this is you flipped the script on us no this no is it's great. good no I'm, i've always
2: been fascinated with comics because as much as i think it's like an oxymoron right you got to make people laugh but along the way like it's like a kind of a like i always thought it was like a dark road to make people laugh but it might not be you but know?
0: but in a way to answer that there there are joe and i both know we'll talk about things that Like I used to, my brother served in Iraq. Like I used to have jokes, literally guys died next to him. And I would do jokes, trivialize, like (sighs) trivializing my life. That's how I would work through, through therapy on stage. Be like, my brother's at war every day. Like what I'm looking at like cat videos on YouTube, you know? Yeah, 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 Yeah. And people would like it, but I would also have instances. I had two different instances. One time a girl came up to me after a show and was confrontational. And she's like, how dare you? My brother's in the army too. And I'm like, so it was mine. This is my therapy. Like this is, should be your therapy too. Where she's like, you're, you know, you're mocking our troops, and I'm like, did you listen to a fucking word yeah, I said on stage? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, this is how we deal with it. Yeah, you know, it can be bad. It's got got really serious there for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. On the dirty sports. That's
2: how I do it here. Yeah, you turn the tables on. <laughs> All right, go you, ahead. You, you, <laughs> you,
0: also,
1: you just replaced Andy. You're, you're my co host now. <laughs> See how hard he works at the, the broadcast? I don't have. You just a took his spot.
0: <laughs> you know But I, I do want to talk about the Big Three tournament. All right, let's Be, do it. But before we do that, we got to talk about our friends at mybookie.ag, right, Joe Prano? That's right. Because scout if, I'm,
1: if if you bet on a possible warrior sweep you got some some maybe some money coming your way you yeah.
0: got some money at mybookie.ag
1: couldn't it
2: be that good
0: no it, it probably couldn't be that good but i bet if you go to mybookie.ag we got a promo code dirty you get a 50% bonus on your first deposit explain that to me so basically if you put 100 dollars down they're going to give you 150 dollars to bankroll with so if, if we wanted to put 100 bucks down on your team are you guys the, the ball hogs? Or? Yeah, the ball hogs. The ball hogs. We put $150, $100 on your team. We get an extra $50 to gamble with. So you can put a $150 on us to win all, win the tournament. Correct.
2: And then are we going on, up on the line? Dude, if we do, we got to watch out for some point shaving. <laughs> 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 some dudes are thirsty out there. That's that's right. So
0: simply, guys, go to mybookie.ag and use that promo code DIRTY to activate that offer or visit or I'm sorry, or call 844-900-BETS, play, win, and get paid. So wait, you can
2: bet right online?
0: Yeah. MyBookie.ag.
1: MyBookie.ag, and they pay you online? I wonder the whole what the, thing. What's
2: the line going off for tomorrow. For the, for tomorrow, for the so they game? have they have all the lines on mybookie.ag. That's yeah. right. Yeah, they have lines. They have parlays. You can pick, you know, games
1: over under on points scored. What does thing. AG
0: mean? Well, it's offshore because oh, it's, I gotcha. yeah, Because I gotcha. as, as we know, uh, they crack down pretty hard in this country. It's so.
1: mybookie.awesomegambling. Awesome <laughs>
2: gambling. That's good. Yeah, that's good.
0: So they they made lead, they they made weed
2: legal and they cracked down on gambling. Yeah, man. Interesting. It's a, yeah. It's, a,
0: it's, a, it's a very bizarre time we live it's in, It's a right? very
2: bizarre time.
0: By the way, real quick before we get into the big three, you bring bringing up the weed thing. Did you see all the reports that the Cavs locker was yeah. freaking a weed after game two? Do you just think, like, what do you make of that?
2: Well, I, I find it so hilarious that Steve Kerr and Phil Jackson both came out and said, like, yeah, you know, I had smoked for my back. Sure. And mm-hmm. it's totally fine. Like, is that okay? I mean, I just, so it's not okay for a
0: player to do it. It's okay for the coaches to do it. I mean. No, I I, agree. We're both like. I don't think it's a big deal at all. Right. How prevalent, because we always make jokes about it, but to talk to somebody who actually how prevalent is marijuana within the NBA community?
2: So, you know, you get the random tests. Sure. Right. But then if you get your four and you're done, then you can do whatever you want up until the next season. So if you've got, I'm sure at this point, the Cavs and the Warriors or whoever have gotten yeah. all their tests already, sure. right? You're going through, you're getting. Well, that explains J.R. Smith's final so far. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had a teammate in junior college <laughs> that when he could not play unless he was. And when he when he was high, he was unbelievable. Wait, in junior college? And then he went to USC with me as well. But like he he just could not play sober. He had to be high and he was great it's i mean there's anxiety to it and just calming down yeah. and like i've said this about my own game i when, <laughs> no, i have how many
1: times have i said this i know that's I, why I, was ca- I was kind of like i thought it's motor 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 if you work harder than everybody else you'll be better than everybody so it's like 100 all the time when i got when i was done in high school playing pick ball in college and smoking a little pot and just everything slowed down i was like Steve Nash's game now makes sense to me. <laughs> yeah. He he's going to the, he goes to the basket yeah. and then he passes by the basket. Yeah, and it's like if I you know if I was playing, it's like I'm by the basket, I got to put it in. Yeah, but he would just casually cruise by the basket. You're like, where's he going? And then hitting a cutting Amari like over the shoulder. I'm like, this is
2: I'm I'm saying it. Steve Nash is definitely high. No, no, he's not high. But some players, <laughs> some players like anxiety is the worst possible thing you can do in sports, right? Yeah. And so. Some players play without any anxiety at all. Like you I probably guessing on just that conversation is probably understanding like my time in the NBA, right? When when you're getting like these spot minutes, like the anxiety does not wear off. It has to take a while to burn that anxiety off. But when you're just nice and relaxed out there, it's easy to play. And that's why everyone talks about like, I just got to get my confidence up. You know, I just... uh, when you're playing uh, the game's got to slow down for me, you know, like those type of words are just like th- that comes with experience. Obviously Steve Nash, is a, you know, a million hours of handling the ball and everything yeah. like that. But you know, there are some players that just get themselves too psyched up and I think it would help them. I, and there's no question that going down that road there, it could improve some players. Now, there's got to be some that is probably not going to help. And, right. you know, there's also, after a game, you just play, like, this highly competitive game. Like, you know, there's also winding down and getting to sleep and stuff like that. Now, this is, like, I don't do it. I don't smoke or anything like that. But it totally makes sense. After seeing my junior college teammate and what happened when he had to stop at USC, we got tested, I was like, whoa, this is, like, totally weird. Like, th- my idea of what, like, a pothead was was, was not what every normal, like, white kid from su- the sub- suburbs look at when I finally go to USC and realize, like— some people can actually play better on yeah. then you know it's not like just a, a one size fits all for anybody.
1: And then there's obviously, you know, this is something that's coming up in the NBA, the NFL, just pain recovery, yeah. all that stuff that you know, you, you get hurt in the NFL and they're they're handing you painkillers oh, yeah. which are crazy addictive and guys just want to smoke pot
2: but they can't cuz that's illegal. But but these pain medicines are okay, right? right? It's yeah. so messed up. It's, it's is bullshit. Uh, uh, no, but t- the whole thing is all kind of BS, right? You think about like uh there's a guy that can that sort of can figure out take your DNA and figure out how you need to like get cured from cancer and he can cure you and it, I'm just like, you know, going like, you know, like paraphrasing here, but it costs like three or 4000 bucks of this different type of medication, whatever. But the FDA calls him a quack and do, doesn't approve him. But the $100,000 treatment that doesn't work that yeah, we're going to approve that one, right? It's just like, there's this, I don't know what the like, it, it, we hear like big business, big pharma, like that has to be true, right? It has to be true. I heard something earlier that I'm thinking of a new segment about way, like
0: keeping it real with
2: yeah, the white mamba. I, yeah. I heard that there's this drug company that they do cancer, you know, drugs, right? Sure. And to, to help people, you know, s- survive from cancer. And there was an April Fool's joke that said, "Hey, guess what? Everybody, we just saw, we just found a cure for cancer." You would think that everyone would be excited, right? But they yeah. just thought they were going to lose their job. Like, what do you mean there's a cure? What are we going to do now? Yeah. You know? So it's just the whole thing. It's just it's all it's all whack. But like you're right. You can't tell me that smoking is going to be better than taking pain meds that can, like, kill your kidneys, right? right. So makes no sense.
1: Um, since we're on the topic of drugs and sports, you know, obviously the baseball went through a whole thing with the PED era and all the statistics and all that. You know, there's a lot of talk about the NBA that, you know, because they haven't had that that moment that, you know, the the spotlight's not on them in terms of, oh, is this guy, is there? did you see any of that stuff in your time no. in the NBA, anybody taking that, and and would there be any reason that they do? Some people go, oh, you you don't want to get too bulky and blah, 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 like, but Well, people but recovery, really understand yeah.
2: PEDs. It's like, you know, like Lance Armstrong was on PEDs. Right. That he looked like he was like 400 pounds yeah. or anything. Like, they're not all end up being like WWE wrestlers, right? So, uh, but the answer to your question is no. I never, like... Sense that anybody had, like, roid rage or anything like that. So, I don't know. No one came to you and was like, hey, man, you know, I'll help you. Yeah, they should have, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, had that, I had that whack body, man. <laughs> 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 I could have helped me. Jeez. No, I don't. It, it, there was, like, in 11 years, there was no evidence of anybody I ever saw were like, oh, man, this guy's like, or he was No ter- talk around or He was him, terrible, him. and yeah. he was really good. Like, I never sensed any, or a guy was just like, one year he was, x amount of weight the next year was 40 pounds heavier nothing like that i never saw anything like that i don't know you know like in in uh in baseball i guess that's a it's a big deal but those guys are like you ever see a baseball player like their back is humongous these guys are humongous you don't see that type of thing in in uh in 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 basketball but is in football is it a problem or not like i would think in football you like have to do
1: it right in football you know they were the first ones that one of the first leagues that was on that on the we're, we're testing for Lyle L- okay. Alzado yeah, yeah. died and, oh, and I got all that you. Okay. and so it's like one of those things something has to happen you know the, the same way that the, uh, all these sports are something has to happen or else you know we're turning sort of a blind eye to yeah. whatever our yeah. guy's doing this in locker room you know not our problem then somebody yeah. comes out and you know like in football now there's all this talk of you know a you know domestic violence and like all these guys and and now we're cracking down on it they
0: they suddenly care when they've known about it for years yeah but that's
1: why i brought it up because you talk to baseball guys like hey i never did it but you always knew it was around you always knew it was an option you always knew it was available you always know who had it who could who you could get it from and you're saying in the nba never nothing well never well that
0: foils my plan because i have uh, in my backpack i have just all these pd's I was I was gonna give to Brian when you gonna start using them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was gonna give them to you before the big three tournament.
2: Yeah, I don't think they test. I should try that get, out. Get
0: you juiced up. Let's. You talk. know what? It would be
2: cool if I did. You know, like just actually came out and said, like, I'm gonna do them and I'm gonna see if it improves my performance.
0: But like a like a, a how okay. high me? Like a? Do, did you ever see the documentary with Doug Benson? No. So he sm- super it, high me. Yeah, super yeah. high me. How high me? Well, I don't know what I'm talking what, about. What, okay. It so, was
1: like, it was a super size. me. remember the yeah, McDonald's yeah. one? It was basically that, but he did it with pot. And then he, you know, I think he took a he, he took, SATs
2: and so he took he, a driving so test. So he
0: wanted and, to see, it's basically what you're saying. He wanted to see if the mar- if marijuana affected basically his cognitive ability. And did it? It really didn't. I, it really I, like he passed a, the driver test. I don't know. I was, I, was, I, I, hi, I, he, I was high when I watched that movie. I don't remember. <laughs> sure. I think he
1: did better on the SATs. If <laughs> That's I remember, great. yeah, anxiety man. Yeah.
0: But we should do that with you before the you know the big PEDs. three. What do you think? Yeah,
2: a couple like are you, uh, are, you are you excited? Are you excited about this? Yeah, this really is,
0: am. You know, Joe and I have actually when this all came out, we talked about it on our show because I think it's such a cool idea.
2: Like, yeah, like everyone thinks that. Like, like people, like, people really believe. That like the NBA should buy this league as a transition for like retired players. Like, how did you get? How did you get involved? You're a captain. Yeah, no, I mean, I got a big name. That's (laughs) the same reason why I'm on this show is the reason why I'm a captain. Because we're talking about it right now is the reason why I'm a captain. So, but you got to see it, man. Like, dude's looking at me. Like, the guy's trying out, trying to get drafted, looking at me like, how are you a captain, man? You sucked. <laughs> like, man, I got juice in this business. <laughs> <laughs> Who's on your squad? So, uh, Rasul Butler, yep. Josh Childress, Derek Byers, Dominic McGuire. I picked no guards. I think the, the key to this tournament is have guys that are all 6'8 and above. You don't have to switch. You don't have to be in rotation. You don't have to protect against small guys. Everyone can rebound. Everyone could shoot that 's like the sort of the style i 'm going with i didn 't take a center i didn 't take a point guard I, you you 're kind of like we 're all stretch, stretch, s- stretch all fours stretch two threes and fours two yeah. threes and fours right that 's what we are and so that 's kind of like my uh my philosophy and we 'll see if it works out. I think the best team out there is kenya martin 's team I think they uh he, it's, kenya Martin looks in phenomenal shape and he has Al Harrington on his team he also has right. phenomenal shape so and and they, and they drafted. Uh, Rashad McCants, who was the best player at the tryout, so those three guys. I mean, just alone, they're probably the best team. But I like what we have. We're we're the youngest team in there. Wow. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm looking at the and rosters now. I mean, this is just such a cool idea. And it's, I forget who I. Forget,
1: I remember I picked a team. I picked. I think I picked the team with Mahmoud abdul oh, Yeah, man, at 50, he was
2: hooping out there. That's what man. I'm saying.
1: I just remember him, him, being like, yeah. him being yeah, but, a, but like, him being like small,
2: and yeah. that's why. Like, I liked him a lot. But I, you watch the games, the three-on-three games. Just think, a guy goes from the top, and you kind of drive, you spin, you spin. Eventually, he just gets right underneath the basket. I right. was worried about that. And it wasn't just him. It was a lot of guards who were small and couldn't, like, hold their ground. But as far as offensively, he'll be fine. But I, I, was, I remember watching, I mean, when he
1: played, he was sort of the original Steph. Yeah, exactly. You were like, how is he getting his shot off? How is he making them yeah. from so far? And, I, I mean, you're saying at 50, oh, just I the guess. fact that he's still out there at 50. It was unbelievable to watch at fifty. It was unbelievable, and I think he had. Did he have Rashard Lewis on his team? Is that yeah, is that the same
0: squad? Yeah, that team is Rashard Lewis, Jason Williams, Kwame Brown, uh, Eddie Badston, and it's gonna uh, be,
2: that's gonna be a fun team. That's and, for and sure. And
0: Gary Payton's coaching and reserve is uh, Akeem Warwick.
2: Yeah, the, the Kwame Brown is a good pickup for them because they need some rebounding on that team. Poor, so poor how,
0: Kwame Brown. How does he has all, been just a bite You know of what? jokes?
2: I, I don't. I don't understand that because like. They call him a bust, right? Yeah, I think he's made like almost sixty million, or, or he's made over fifty million dollars playing basketball. So I like to me a bust has to be. I don't when when someone drafts you number one, that's on them, not necessarily on you, right? Like you just try. Everyone's trying out. Like no one's going out there. Like man, you know what I really want to do? I really want to be the second pick, the second guy picked, right? You want to be the number one pick? Yeah. Everyone's competitive, right? But like, I don't think that he's a bust. I think like guys. Like Anthony Bennett, that didn't make his second contract, is a bust. But Kwame Brown, he's he like played for 13 years in the NBA. Like, how is he a bust? Well, I guess
1: didn't live up to the expectations yeah, what, right, like he, you of said, other people's expectations,
0: right? Of, and especially people drafted number one ahead of him. But you're right. But would you put that more on Jordan saying you no, drafted I, no, him? No,
2: I don't put it on. I, I, it's not like certainly so not the coach. GM. No, so my point is. Like it's the marginal difference between the one and the two pick, but we don't like label the two as a bust, right? Yeah, it's like the two was Eddie Curry, right? Yeah. So is he a bust too? But if, if if they swapped and Kwame was second, would Eddie Curry be the butt of all jokes? Who also made sixty million dollars? Like, if, I mean, come on, man. If you made sixty million dollars, you think like right. you could say whatever you want about me? I I, I made
1: it, and yeah. and that's kind of the thing. You know, you're being an NBA guy. It's like you in the league this long you get paid this much it's like you made a living playing basketball <laughs> i that's, know that's like I, but and, and the other thing is guys often throw the bus term out somebody gets hurt it's like yeah, the guy it's bad that. luck yeah like yeah. what do you you know what are you going to do and also we've talked about it a ton on this show but your situation you said you're kind of a hall of you know you play, you play with jason kidd who's a hall of famer and that's why you're in the league no question it's like Peyton Manning obviously was going to be a great quarterback no matter what, but he showed up to a Colts team. He had Marvis Harrison, he had Marshall Falk. Edwin James. Yeah, or, uh, no, 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 Marshall Faulk. Yeah. Then he yeah, got James. That's right. It's sorry, like they just sent you know Ryan Leaf out to San Diego to be a bust. Yeah, like it was like yeah. you were going to be a bust. Yeah, I, I don't think Peyton Manning would have been a bust in San Diego, but it's partially the situation. No you question. Know? I, yeah,
2: it, I, it was funny. I did this golf tournament with a bunch of these quarterbacks from the Pac-12 per se. Right. Like Joey Harrington, uh, Toiyasosopo, right? And they talked about, like, the worst thing you can possibly do in the NFL is be drafted play your first year and not have a line. Like, there's a there's like a 90% chance you're going to be a bust. Yeah, but yeah. you need to, like, go and see how it is and study film with Peyton Manning, and then eventually the line gets good. Then you get back there, and you need a good running back to hand it off to. And after, like, a year and a half of that, then you can start dropping back and, and throwing. You start dropping back and got no line, you're going to throw interceptions, and you're going to lose your confidence, you're going to be a bust. And I was like, in the NBA, you want to be out there screwing up and then eventually you'll figure it out. And they're like, no, 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 no. And when you're a quarterback, you can't do that. You want to have, like, all the easy stuff first and then move on to the harder stuff. I mean, I think I think the Carr brothers are a
1: great example. Both Fresno guys, both high draft picks. One goes to an expansion Texans team and was sacked the most times ever. Like, he just kept getting the sack ever. record. Yeah, Every year he set the new sack record because he had no line. And people are like, oh, first pick overall, total bust. Yeah. His brother gets good, you know, same... Same family, same college, breaks his own brother's records, goes a little bit lower down to the Raiders, better offensive line. And now they're talking about this guy's one of the best Young quarterbacks in football. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And now people are getting tattoos of his face, uh, like on their baby's head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In fucking El Segundo. Yeah. That's not true.
2: That can't be true.
0: <laughs> yo, fool! What you talking about, bro? <laughs> you know, you know, Raider Sam's <laughs> on oh, their baby's head. Yo, man, we don't. We turned down for never. Scott. You know, I know you're the white mom, but yo, actually, Ernie's got a Derek Carr <laughs> tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> so on this Big Three tournament. How hard do you think – are guys going to be trying yeah. real hard? Yeah. Because that's what I was going to say. I, I would think that would happen. I think
2: it's – and, and uh, so Ice Cube is sort of talking there, and he's saying it's going to be a different type of league. He, he's, like, promoting trash-talking. He's promoting physical play. You know, like, no fighting, right? Yeah. You I know, mean, that's just, like, you can get a bad reputation. Good luck with that. Yeah, but it's going to be, like, totally – it's, like, the anti-NBA, right? I Love like, that. are you know, like, NBA, there's, like, no flopping. No, there's going to be all the opposite of that kind of stuff, so –
0: what kind of, what, what's, what's your trash talking? Like, like, do you have, yeah, like-
2: yeah. I have like my standard line in, in the NBA is so great. It's so great. Guy drives to the basket, kicks it to me. I make a three. As I'm running back, like, oh man, your coach is for sure taking you out of the game. (laughs) (laughs) You better, you better shoot the ball because there's only way you're staying in is you score on me right now. I can and I can 100% bait every player into shooting the next shot. They're like, dude, he's right, man. If I don't score, I'm going, I'm going to the bench. That's
0: incredible. (laughs) So that's gonna that's gonna be your go to in the big three tournament. Uh, that's not the
2: same. I, yeah, it's a little know, different thing, right? I, I don't have, like, that. I, I'm not that type of trash talker.
0: Did, did you get heckled? Was, did you get, like, heckled for being, you know, a big oh, red-headed yeah. white guy? Yeah. For sure, right? Yeah,
2: you know, I embraced it all the way. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, it, it self, like Eminem in 8 Mile when he finally has to do that final rap, right? Like, he doesn't know what he's going to do, so he just kills himself, right? He's, like, self-deprecating to, I live with my mom in the trailer park. I'm white trash, right? So I do all that, like, to the fans you know like you suck i can't believe how bad you are i know man i can't believe i'm out here this is unbelievable <laughs> you know like like you what do you say like how do you come back to that like this is like you you just you just one up every single person when they say something to you you know
0: but, but you're right you basically by doing that it's kind of like on twitter i and i don't do this as my god now i respond. but I, in the past i used to res, i used to retweet the hate you just—it takes the power away. You suck. You're the most unfunny comic. Why would anybody ever like you? And you just retweet that, and it's like, well, I just took it away from you, yeah, which is basically yeah. what you're doing. Yeah, but
2: yeah. It's a—it's
0: the anti-former
2: NBA player that talks about how great the '70s and '80s were, right? right? Like, I go, I'm so the opposite of that, like. Come on man. Like there's no way I should have made it in the NBA, but I did. You know, like I was so bad, but you know, like how did I get 25 million dollars for playing basketball. It's insane. Why do people like me? I don't know. It's insane. You know, like so I just go along with that and that's like kind of my thing. Do you do you remember your best game in the NBA? Oh yeah, I 29 and 10 against the Golden State Warriors. You were on which team? The Nets.
1: you were on the Nets. Yeah. 29 and 10 against Tw- the Golden Can State? you
2: imagine that? Like I think I had 20, 18 points. So you're this I- is in your first couple of years in the league. Fourth year in the league. Fourth year? Yeah. Contract year. (laughs) Yeah. Contract (laughs) year. No, but it was like that whole like anxiety, Steve Nash type of thing. It it was like that. I don't know if you guys remember. You're saying you were high. No, I'm saying the game (laughs) (laughs) was. There was a game, you know. So just think about this. And I, and this, I don't know. I'm not like sitting here, like, you know, like tuning my own horn, but like it's game five of this crazy Detroit net series right and guys are fouling out left and right and I get put in the game and go off for like 13 points in double and triple overtime and like they're doing the walk-off interview with me I just overall because of all that like I don't believe in the low end I don't believe in the high end if I get an opportunity I I truly believe that I belong and I should be out there. And I like, expect to make every single shot. It's just the way my mind is. So I, I went off on that game. And a lot of people remember that game because yeah, it's one of the great you. playoff games. And like, how is this guy doing this? You know, he's making shot after shot. But I'll tell you, going back to the Steve Nash thing, right? The best, the, the most unreal play I've ever had in the NBA. Jason Kidd's dribbling and the, the shot clock's running down. So I'm like looking at him and I'm looking up at the shot clock. And instead of going like how it should go, right? Three, two, one. It, it, It literally went like this. Like it was like three. And I look at Jason. I start looking around. Where's my defender? Look back up. Still says three. Go back over to Jason. He's driving. He spins. Now it's two. And I look around and like, all right, you know, I think I'm going to get a shot here. And he kicks it out to me and I could see the ball coming. And I take a look at the shot clock one. So I'm not going to have enough time to land on this one. So I'm going to have to jump in the air, catch it and shoot it. But as that's happening, the ball is coming at just like slowly rotating to me. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm going to be able to do this. So I jump in the air, catch it and let it fly, and when I do that, the ball goes like, and rolls out, and I'm jogging back like, oh my god, I've never missed a shot like that before, this is unbelievable, I am in the zone right now, so like, that is the sequence that happened, and I've never ever felt that again in my NBA career, but that moment, where that three seconds felt like 30 seconds,
1: yeah, do you remember, your worst moment in the NBA? No, oh, yeah, I have
2: plenty of those. <laughs> yeah, but you
1: got, just one stand out like, oh, that time so and so dunked
2: on me, or that time somebody? No, like, uh, you know, like, so my worst. You moment, want a poster somewhere? No, I, I didn't get dunked on that much because I wasn't like, uh, I I was always like keeping my eye on the play. A lot of times yeah. when you take your eye off the play, that's how you get dunked on, right? I'm always keeping my eye on the play. The worst play I've ever had in the NBA. Rondo loved to like to you know throw the ball out in front of me. I'll let it roll. And then I'll pick it up and like I can, you know, go by a defender. You seem to play, right? Those type of plays, right? So I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like standing out of bounds, I'm getting the five count, right? He's like, what are you doing I'm like, he's like, just throw it ahead. I was like, there's a guy right there, just throw it ahead. There's a guy right there. I'm not throwing it ahead. Just throw it ahead. So I throw it to the side. And he's like, what you doing, man? And then like, all of a sudden, a guy picks the ball up and lays it up. And I'm like, man, this uh, you put me in a bad way. I should have just, Garnett's like, Garnett said, like, man, just throw the ball at Rondo. Like, <laughs> yeah, It's like, who cares? He'll, he'll do what he wants to do with it. And I was really nervous at that time. Because like I said, there was a the guy right behind him. That was the worst play I've ever had in the NBA.
0: I got to ask you about Doc Rivers for a minute. Because I mean, no, I'm not going to beat around the bush. Joe and I have been critical of Doc Rivers. You, why? You, OK, here's why. You played for him for five years. We just think that he got, obviously, the big three. You know, obviously, you were playing there. You guys went, look, I like how the demeanor's are. Yeah, no, no, no I'm, I'm, yeah. I, I, yeah. So, so you guys went from, what, 24, 24 yeah. to 66 wins? So he suddenly gets, you guys get KG and mm-hmm. Ray Allen and win a title, right? We feel like he hasn't done enough with the talent that he's at, even in L.A. Like, they're always out first or second round. Okay. And, so- and I figured you're going to defend him because you played for him. But do you think we're off base to say he, he's overrated as a think, coach? Do
2: you think they're better than the teams they lost to? I think some, some of them. Give me an example. A couple of
1: years ago, when they were up, you know, three-one on the Rockets, and catastrophic had, for sure. Yeah. So
2: one bad game for sure. I will give you that one. Well, that was uh, yeah, yeah yeah, were, yeah, yeah, yeah. They should have never lost. What, that about, game. what
0: about this year to the Jazz? I, and I, and I but, know injuries happen. Yeah, injuries. Well, here's what
1: here's what I'm going to say, and because here's sort of my take on the whole thing up until the point and you're on these teams but i and not like I watch every Boston Celtics game I'm a Knicks guy but he was kind of panned as a coach while he was with Bob. a lot of people didn't like how he was coaching before the big three came then okay, they come but I'm gonna tell you guys then, like and
2: right. then he obviously he wins the championship right and so then, are you giving him credit for that or not of course I mean okay. you know so are you saying he was a bad coach before that Saying, I, can, I can explain that portion because I was there. I'll right. tell you what. Like if you, See,
1: I'm just saying people kind of called him a bad coach before, and they've and some people have said he hasn't really gotten it done after. Obviously, th- everything came together with the right players, the right time, the right situation, and he got a championship. but it's almost like in the same way, I, no one's calling Tyron Lue
2: a great NBA coach. Yeah, they're wrong. he is. You think so. What makes you think he's not? They came what? back from three one and beat the Warriors. I would say Tyron Lou has the easiest job in the NBA. Oh, I would disagree. I, I, okay, I guess. Is, I guess that, you think coaching LeBron is easy?
0: I think that, and I've made the joke. I think him and I, and I also with the Warriors. And I, I you are going to think I am nuts. I am going to. Triple down I think Stephen Hawking could coach the Warriors to a title this year. Who? Stephen Hawking, the guy who can't move in a wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> I, think th- I think they're well, that just good. It seems like everybody who steps in for... It yeah, does but, seem I mean, like everybody who steps well, in for But does Kirk. it
2: matter? Like, I, like here's... Are we in the results business? If you get it done, you get it done. That's it. Okay. Like, if... Oh, well, so anybody can do that, right? Come yep. on, man. That's like... That's so lame. Okay, so how about this? You you know the Celtics go they still have the big 3
1: they they only got one yeah but we, i mean three possessions away right so that's doc's fault? no i'm not i'm not saying it is doc's fault. i'm saying but people kind of didn't love his coaching before and then he hasn't gotten it done after He had three hall of famers come in, in their prime and do it show up They go from 24 it's like it was a lot on those guys right like you got
2: you know Garnett you know we were underdogs playoffs. in 2008 You know that we took the Orlando Magic to seven games without Kevin Garnett, right? Like, you know who the the, the three big men were in that series? It was—so they had Rashad Lewis, who made $107 Dwight Howard and his prime, right? And then um, I guess it would be—the guy off the bench would be like uh, Gortat, right? Three good guys, right? Yeah. You You know who our big men were? Kendrick Perkins, Big Baby, and Scalabrini. And we sort of, if you kind of watch the series and just extract it, we probably outplayed those three guys. Like that, that coaching has to come into play there. Sure. Like you're not, you can say the big three, but like we go to game seven with the Orlando Magic, that's their front line and that's our front line. You're talking about like role p- player supreme versus but, like guys who have started and made uh, you know, hundreds of
0: millions of dollars. But doesn't it come back to, you know, not to bring everything back to LeBron, but you know, we're talking at the end of the day, you know, the beginning of our show and the conversation, LeBron has to get it done. He has to get it done. If you look at Doc's record come playoffs, more times than not, he just hasn't gotten it done. Doesn't that fall Uh, on him?
2: Only if you feel like his team was more talented. I think the only loss, I I go to the Houston loss for sure, but after that, they got hurt. And I don't know what happened to Blake Griffin. You know, I have a theory on that. This is like, and this is like, it's uh, time-stamped and documented. Kobe Bryant tweets out, the evolution of Blake Griffin's game has been amazing. And that was, like, right at the start when they start going downhill. And Blake Griffin was awful from the third quarter when when he went back into the game all through the fourth. So, I, I think, like, Kobe uh, hexed him. He <laughs> had the black mama curse. No, no, just look at it. Like, yeah. they were up by 18. Kobe sends out a tweet. And then it was like
0: all downhill from there. It's, it's inexplainable. You know what would have reversed that? A white mamba tweet. Because you have the black mamba and the white mamba. You could have maybe reversed that with your power. Maybe made a gray mamba. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's overrated. I think if like if him, if I do think that that Houston loss was a bad loss. But outside of that, injuries, injuries, injuries coming to play. But I mean, I, they've got they've got. I think this is five consecutive postseasons where they I mean, were leading a good. series they're not that good right like that 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 combination in, in like you got to remember like the game is changing
1: and i know now, forward. now hold on let me just do one other, let me add one other thing before you answer about them not being that good he's also their gm yeah
0: i know that but so, you it's
2: i thought like you can just pick any player you right,
1: want
0: right you know do you let me ask you this then obviously you, you know you cover the celtics you play for the celtics and I've said this. Do you think Brad Stevens, because we both think he, Joe and I both think he's a great coach? I think a lot of people do. Do you think he can do more with that Clippers team than a Doc Rivers, or, is, or are we just idiot fans watching it who don't know what we're talking about?
2: So I don't get it. So when a coach like Tyron Lue doesn't get credit, but Brad Stevens does, he's, but, but Brad Stevens, you know, Tyron Lue, they just beat, they were by 41 on the Celtics at halftime. Right. You're, you're. You,
1: I just you, explained you, it, to yeah, me. I'll, I'll explain it to you. Yeah, I'll explain it to you. You call games for the Celtics, yeah. right? I, obviously. The East is different than the West. You've got LeBron James, who's gone to seven straight finals out of the East. But the Celtics were not a great organization just a few years ago. They, were, they, they kind of bottomed out, and they bring in Brad Stevens, and it's not really a star-driven team. Isaiah Thomas is playing great, but he, it seems like he's done more with less than a lot of coaches. So that's
0: Whereas, what makes—
2: Yeah, that's, I think that's what
0: we're both saying.
2: Yeah, I mean, you could, that's 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 a legitimate argument. Whereas can you are you projecting that forward that just because he's done more with less and he can do more with more. I guess we are. Yeah. So you're saying like Steve Kerr, he can do. He's a better coach than Steve Kerr. Now, I want to hear it because you kind of yeah. didn't give Steve Kerr credit. and You didn't give Tyrone new credit, but you give credit to a guy who's they sort of turned the organization around. What, I, I, what about Pop? Did, did he get credit? What, like, give me. I, I, yeah, I, I mean,
1: Pop's. You know, Pop's, the, Pop's also okay. the
2: GM. Pop. What you know, about Stan Van Gundy? Credit or no credit,
1: and well, so look, first of all, you're not you're not complete boob if you're coaching in the NBA, right? Yeah. Like everybody's qualified. It's just how
2: how they stack up
1: against one another. Like I was saying before, yeah, I think
2: it's a very overrated matchup. Uh,
1: exactly. Yeah. Like like I was saying before, I don't know if it was on air or before we started talking, but you know, I'm a Knicks fan. I think Pat Riley is a great coach just because we were in series with Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen and teams that I think had us completely outmanned. You know, Patrick Ewing, great player. A lot of people shit on Patrick Ewing because he doesn't have everyone. But Patrick Ewing was going out there, you know, with the Derek Harpers, the John Starks, the Anthony Masons, the Charles Oakleys. And we're going six and seven games with Pippen, Jordan, you know, guys. And I think you know Pat Riley doesn't win a championship with the Knicks and people go oh you know it's like you know, he was no the, the Lakers yeah magic yeah james worthy it's like he was in those years cuz he had a defensive strategy and he was in but you you look at other guys like is Eric Spolstra a great coach yeah. or is Eric Spolstra had LeBron James and Dwayne Wade and well, Chris Bosh well,
2: look what he did this year like Eric Spoelstra is a great coach there's a lot of great coaches in this league i mean Frank is a great coach, and he's got like kind of a bad hand in Orlando, and he's going to finally turn it around, and he's to start winning some games again. I'm a, you know? I mean, look, I'm a, I'm a huge Mike D'Antoni fan. I I'm think Mike a D'Antoni's man, yeah. a great yeah, coach. I think he gets a bad – I think he gets like like – People, like, shit on him left and right. Because he what? hasn't made a Western Conference Finals. Yeah, I'm I'm like off made like, I, don't,
0: I don't know who would do that ever. Yeah. I don't know who would ever but shit I, on D'Antoni <laughs> <laughs> ever.
2: But, but my thing is, offensive genius, they want to give the credit to the Warriors for going small. He started small ball. Uh-oh, He's, uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh, you have,
0: you have a collaborator over Dude, here. Dude, me and me Scalabria, we, we,
2: we have come together on multiple just gonna instances. Just going to team up on me I, There's there. no way you don't respect D'Antoni.
0: Here's my thing with D'Antoni. Joe and I, we've had, I mean, shit, that one episode, we must've went at it for 25 minutes. And again, to me, it comes down to results. I'm like, he's never been, it comes down to the difference between good and great. And this is an argument we've had with other sports too. I I am not too quick to label someone like D'Antoni a great coach if you've never been to the finals. I'm saying you're a really good coach.
2: But again, a situation if right? Mike, you just label Brad Stevens a great coach and he's never been to the finals. But, oh yeah, my right.
0: drop moment.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Touche, right, my right. friend. And then when guys who do go to the finals and come back three one, you don't label them as great coaches, man. Yeah. Come on, come on.
1: That's where I'm I mean, Mike D'Antoni with this Warriors team, what what would that look like? 160 points a game? Nah, you know, like
2: probably be, like I like the stuff that Steve Kerr runs. Yeah. You know, like he kept harping like if they keep going ISO, they keep going ISO, they're gonna get tired. It's true. You're gonna get tired going ISO. So it's not an excuse. It is what it is. I like the way – I like the offense. He invent. how about uh, Steve Kerr invented a new offense? He invented a new offense in the NBA right now that no one else runs. They go to the post and they split off. They don't run – they are 2019 in the NBA in pick and rolls. It's a pick and roll driven league, and they don't even run them, and they're winning championships. So I I, I give all coaches credit. To did us. you did you play for a coach and you are like, man, this guy doesn't know what he's
1: doing? You don't have to tell us who that guy was, but – Guys, get head coaching. No, because job. I,
2: I've only had like five head coaches, so it's not. All right, <laughs> well, it's yeah. not Doc Rivers. We know that. No, no, Doc knows what he's doing. Yeah, I, I would say like if if you guys uh, were actors and you guys had to act with a bunch of amateurs, right? Like right. then, and then all of a sudden people like throw you into that category, like like you want to be labeled bad because you're working with these people. All of a sudden, you work with like three Academy Award winners, and, and you look really good, like don't you? A hundred percent. Yeah, you're uh, gonna yeah. get credit for that. Absolutely. Right? So Absolutely. I think if you deliver. When you're with the, the the Academy Award winners, then you're good. That's how I look at it. Well, you know, I, I I'll say this. You
1: know, coaches are kind of like directors, right? You you know, you can have the great cast and you can have, but you got to put it all together for sure, right? Doc Rivers, he had some he had some Academy Award winners with that with that Celtics team, correct? Right? And uh, you had Francis Ford Coppola. He's doing The Godfather. He's got De Niro. He's got Pacino. He's got Robert Duvall. But the thing with uh. Francis Ford Coppola, they say, "Hey, in three, you put your daughter in." You, Doc Rivers' son's out there playing basketball. He's getting criticized for it. Is is he is is that is that something that you question? Doc's I like Austin on?
2: Rivers' game. Think,
1: you think he's got a good game?
2: I think he's a twelve million dollar a year player. I don't think he's a twenty million dollar a year player. I don't think he's an eight million dollar a year player. I like his game too. Honestly, whenever I go yeah. watch the Clippers, I'm like, he should get more minutes. I don't. I don't. But, I don't. I don't, I don't understand the like if. Like it's the whole thing like the dad and the son. That's like right. the only thing that it is. Like he's a good player. Well, I I'm gonna go one more thing on
1: Doc Rivers because we're on it and you know, you played for the guy and it's like it's great to have somebody here that can weigh in. But I feel like there's a lot of different kinds of coaches across sports, and some get you to a certain place and then some can take you to the next level. He has taken the Clippers from being a punchline in the NBA for decades to fifty win season after fifty win season after fifty-win season. Mark Jackson took the Warriors from a punchline in the NBA for decades to on the cusp of something. They got rid of him. Steve Kerr comes in. They're winning championships. Do you think there's some guys that are great coaches that can get you to a certain place, but then can't you get you to that next level? No. And so you just, you just that's not a thing in the in in coaching.
2: That I just think it's like the players got you know it's the a, players and the Warriors got better. And Steve no Steve Kerr implemented. Well, I mean, I'm not trying to take anything away from what Kerr did. You right. know, I was on that staff with Mark Jackson, right? Like, sure. So I'm saying like, the stuff that he did is exactly the opposite of the stuff that Mark did. But Mark is definitely uh, integral in the development of Steph Curry. Like, mm-hmm. like, Not every coach in the NBA would have allowed Steph Curry to do that crazy stuff that he did. Right. So give him credit for that. But give Steve, Cre- Steve Kerr a ton of credit for saying – We're not going to be like every other team out there. We're doing things differently because we have a crazy sort of, uh, you know, lineup where we're going to run Draymond Green at point guard. And we're going to run Steph Curry off the ball. And like, yeah, so it all kind of it all kind of fits. Like, do I think Mark Jackson would have done that? No, I don't think Mark Jackson would have done that. Do I think that the reason why the Warriors are considered one of the best teams ever is because of Kerr? I think he has a lot to do with it. I'm, and, and again, I you played in the NBA, you played for these guys, you coached with these
1: guys. I'm not trying to put you in a bad position. No, I'm not, I don't feel that way. If, uh, if Greg Popovich leaves the Spurs this year and immediately takes over for the Clippers, are they better,
2: worse, or the same? Oh, man, that's a tough one. I don't know if they have the personnel to beat the Warriors. So I think that they would still well, they, lose to the Warriors. Right. So they are they better? The first round, they like, might. well, if they can avoid the Warriors, like if, if Doc could have had so if Popovich quite Leonard sprains an ankle and they lose four games in a row, if if Blake Griffin goes out, they're gonna lose games too, right? Mm-hmm. It's all it's about luck and, and and keeping guys healthy and all kinds of other reasons, right? We are we gonna like are we gonna like shit on Pop because Kwai Leonard sprained no. his ankle? No, no right? Of not. It's like you got to have fortune and as you go along you got to be able to like you know get breaks especially when you're trying to beat like the Golden State Warriors that's just the way it is by the way Utah's a good a good basketball team Yeah I'm not I'm, yeah. I don't know if it changes yeah. Who's the best coach you ever played for? I mean, we don't have. You don't. Have to I know it's easy. It's easy. The combination of Doc Rivers and Tom Thibodeau is the best coach I've ever played for. It's not even close. They had such a great yin yang of like win Doc to push, you know, Thibodeau pulls, you know, Doc gets back in. Like they were, they were great together. And then Thibodeau, obviously, he's one of the better coaches of the NBA. He moves on, and so it's like, yeah, I thought that yin yang theory was unbelievable.
0: Do you think now? Because we're talking a lot about the Warriors. And uh, Adam Silver, he was on, he was during halftime yesterday talking to Michelle Beadle. And he was, you know, he firmly denied that there's not a problem with, you know, Cavs, Warriors, Cavs, Warriors. And he's saying that there is parity in the NBA. What do you think? Because, I mean, from my standpoint, it's going to be Cavs, Warriors again the next couple oh, yeah, of years. And, probably. I don't, and do you think that's good or bad for the league? Or does no, it not It's matter? good. I want to okay. see LeBron and I want to see KD go at it. Okay.
2: I, what, I mean, what else do I want to see?
0: Because people will come at people from the other end will say, Hey, you know, there had never been two teams to play three years in a row, and now it's projecting to maybe end up being four or five, six, yeah, yeah. and then that's not good for the league. Why is that not good?
2: you are got to give me a reason, right? I, no, I, 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 no. I'm, not, I'm with you. I'm, no, I, it's I'm like, with this, you. This no, okay. Other
0: people are saying nah, that.
2: Here's the thing like, um, that it's not the best. So here's the thing. Like, I don't, and I, we should know this, right? Like, the, the whole super team, best player leaving a team and going to another team, do you guys understand that that is not going to happen anymore? Do we understand? The Why new, is that? Because the new rules of the collective bargaining agreement, to designated, designated player exception, right? You're front, you're drafted. So Kevin Durant is drafted by OKC. Now he's up for his contract in one year. Right. He's first, second, or third All-NBA. Right. So he can sign a, an extension before he's a free agent. Yep. Yep. And that an extension number, like a Paul George, for Paul George, if, if he, let's just say Paul George was designated player exception. Paul George would sign for one twenty four years, one twenty three with the Lakers. Yep. Or he's going to sign for two hundred and seven million. He's turning down seventy million dollars with his with the. No pace. one's doing that, right? You know, like KD gave up like I think it was like, like it could have been over the course and the way that he structured it, like four million bucks, right? That's what he's giving up to go to the Golden State. People will give up four. No one's giving up seventy. And if you know this going in, and you know he didn't sign the extension going in, now you had that whole season to trade him, Mm -hmm. right? You know, like if he ain't signing for the extra seventy million, which you think he would, but let's just say he didn't, then all of a sudden you're going to be like, well, what's the what is the ransom for a Kevin Durant out there? So I'll just say this: OKC could have traded Kevin Durant for all the Celtics first round picks. And, you know, probably like a Bradley and uh, like anybody else you want on the team, right. right? That would have been like the going price for Kevin Durant. So with the new rule, no player is leaving anymore. Like Paul, If Paul George finishes first, second, or third team All-NBA, he's not coming to the Lakers. It's simple as that. So uh, with the Warriors set up the way they are, yeah. obviously you've got... Good luck.
1: Yeah. Good like, luck. Right?
2: Who has a chance? So here's, here's what will ha- has to happen. So Cleveland will trade Kevin Love to indiana they'll get paul george and then they'll convince Melo to take a buyout with new york and he'll go you know for whatever their mid-level exception is and that's the way that uh the that so our next year's Cavs warriors is going to include paul george and it's going to include carmelo anthony wow now, so you're calling this huh that i mean that's the only way that's and, the
1: only way that somebody competes with them and the only team that could compete with them is the Cavs with lebron
2: with, with Paul George, yeah, with yeah. adding play, like yeah. the
1: only team, if you're not joining the Warriors, what would that do to the you,
0: only, Joe, what would that do to your emotional state? You love well, that, you love LeBron. You have so many issues with Melo. Well,
1: that's what I want. You don't like Melo. That's my next transition uh, into in questioning here because as a Knicks fan, Carmelo Anthony just seems to me to be a guy though that his game doesn't really translate. As much as other people's do to the Monterey if the ball stops when it gets to him, he's a one-on-one guy. He's not moving. You don't the way- watch
2: USA basketball, do you?
1: Well, here's here's the thing about USA basketball because I do watch it and I love the way Melo plays. Yeah. And I, and when, I, when when Phil Jackson took over with the Knicks, I said, "Uh, how about Jim Beheim? He seems to play great when Jim Beheim's around. He played great at Syracuse. He played great uh, on USA basketball. The other guy who's on the USA basketball staff that I think." gets that out of Carmelo is the way Mike D'Antoni's offense runs. I he hated him, though. That's my thing. He was yeah. the Knicks. He's with the Knicks. They didn't seem they to get along. He's playing with
2: LeBron James. He's standing in the corner. And he's, right. like, knocking down shots. He's coming off the dribble. Like, the, like Melo probably has one good year left, and it'll be probably with LeBron.
1: But now, do you think that Carmelo Anthony... Can be that guy on a Cavs team? Do you think he can be a fourth, the fourth, like, a, the fourth uh, best player on the team?
2: Like he's fourth option.
1: Well, well, I, I guess what I'm saying is, yeah, the can, answer is yes. I guess what I'm, my question is 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 Melo's personality even allow him to be a fourth option, or is yeah, he? No, well, he's fine. I know I'm not as good as LeBron, but I'm I got to get more shots than Kyrie. No, 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 he'll be fine. The reason I asked is because as a Knicks fan, we watched the insanity happen, and Mello's out. Jeremy Lin's winning games. And I said, you know, the way Mike D'Antoni runs his offense is very point guard heavy. Jeremy Lin comes out of nowhere. He's doing this sensational yeah, thing. Yeah. I said, the only way that this works when Melo comes back, because Melo's an I need the ball guy, is if somehow this kid out of nowhere goes undefeated and he's got a, and Melo returns and goes, well, it's working. It's got to work. He basically went undefeated. Melo comes back. The ball is going through Melo. They lose six yeah.
2: straight. Yeah, D'Antoni's yeah, yeah. out of town. It just seems like maybe. Well, it would be. I, a, I doubt that he will like uh, strong arm LeBron James. That's right. it. I mean, like, come on. I, I just think that it'll, it'll work out. It'll be fine. I, that is their only chance. And I mean, what you're sacrificing to win a championship? Yeah. And Miller will understand. Wow, look how many wide open shots I get. You know, like, come on, who on the Knicks is getting them wide open shots right now? Nobody. So right. I think that, I think that's really unless there's something I'm not seeing that's out there. I think that's the only way that they, and, and LeBron is going to go for it. One one last hurrah, right after they lose this year. What can I do? I don't care what it cost. We're gonna pay it. What can I do? This is what we're gonna, we're gonna try to do. And you know, we go
1: all the way back where, where we started. It's like if LeBron James adds Carmelo Anthony, now they have a shot against this Warriors team, and suddenly, well, yes, like, he has also add sud- Paul George, right? Too. Yeah. Okay, so you add those guys, and suddenly, right? He has a he has a, a better roster, and he goes in. It's like then the, the it's all this conversation about legacy. Oh, he's three and five in finals. You know, he took one team to the finals. With that Cleveland team, like, they had no business being in the
2: finals. Well, he should have went to the finals against Orlando, and they lost. They got blasted, so that falls on him, too. Sure. So we only want to talk about the finals record. How about the times that he lost to the Celtics and, like, just, like, tapped out? Well... I mean, there has been some bad losses outside the finals. Right. He's only... He has... Done something where he didn't make the finals, and he had some bad losses, which people ignore those. Yeah. So we can talk about the finals record, and we can also talk about the times where he didn't go to the finals.
1: The same way I always say about Michael Jordan, it's like they say six and zero in the finals, six and 0 in the finals. That means he made six finals. Yeah. That's he, the guy played how many years?
2: Sixteen, fifteen well, three years. Well, you
1: can't count the the two wizards,
2: right? The two, forget the so wizards. I think it's like thirteen, right? Yeah. He played thirteen so years, he's, and you the one year he came halfway back. He was right. like a baseball player, right? So,
1: but he's getting you know, he's losing he's losing Eastern Conference Finals games to. The Pistons. He's getting run out of the first round. You know what's a good argument for you?
2: When <laughs> Jordan went to baseball, the, the, the Bulls still went to the Eastern Conference I think finals. No, 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 not the finals. They were in the, in the second round. Oh, no, no, they, they went to the Eastern they went to, they finals. Went to, they,
0: went to, they went to the Eastern Conference finals, but we looked it up there. I think they won 55 and, games that year. And, no, no, no. Didn't they lose no, to the Knicks they, in the second round?
1: No. Well, one year they did, but they also played
2: the Orlando Magic in the finals. Well, but that was Jordan was back that year. Right. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's not what... The year that Jordan didn't play. Right. The Bulls lost in the second round to the Knicks on the Phantom uh, Hubert Davis call by Scottie Pippen, right? He didn't foul him, but they called it, right? So that's pretty good. They had a really good record. Scottie Pippen was phenomenal that season. I think that's still the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, We'll we'll, we'll (laughs) talk about something else, but
1: as he looks it up, and I'll be riding, he'll be like, sorry, Scott, But but Scottie Pippen, the, the bottom line is they didn't become... The worst team in the yeah, NBA. Yeah, like like how when LeBron left. When LeBron leaves, yeah. you get the number one overall <laughs> pick.
2: Scottie, Scottie Pippen was third in the MVP that season. Yeah, he was really good year. You
1: know, time. and they, yeah. they're still winning. Two, two, so that's a good. That's,
2: that's a good argument to yeah. what you're ha- trying to say. And
1: and wherever LeBron James leaves, they get a lot worse. Wherever he shows up, they get a lot better. Yeah, you
2: there, know, there's some truth to that. Uh, also, but the curse of greatness is you have to be able to finish it off.
0: You got it. Yeah, Scott's correct. They actually lost the Knicks in the Eastern Conference semifinals. <laughs> Four three. Sorry, bro. And well, I'm saying the next year, right? They go back, but they were they had the Eastern Conference Finals, right? But for a half season. That says a lot about Scottie Pippen,
2: by the way. I mean, oh, his numbers that year are unbelievable. Fifty
0: five wins.
2: Yeah. when Jordan leaves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's at so Giannis's season this year was like Scottie Pippen's season that year. Giannis led his team in every statistical category. I think Pippen maybe he didn't do every not every single one, but it was like five of six. You know, so. Good player, I like honest. But uh no, I'm just saying that's a good argument to the Michael Jordan, right? How much better? Like, how bad was the Cavs after LeBron left? They well, they're, so- they're only where they are today because they he got left, yeah. yeah, they got they got picks that they could trade for Kevin Love, and Correct. they got pick, you know. But before we start like this. Like this thing on the teammates. Kyrie's a number one pick. Kevin Love's a yep. number three pick, a, yep. you know, all NBA player. Tristan Thompson, obviously, is a good player. So they have some good players, too. It's not like, this, like the super team of the Warriors. You know, Draymond Green's a second round pick. You know, the. Klay Thompson eleven, Steph Curry was six or seven. Yeah, so it, seven. The Knicks got the eight pick. I yeah, so there's a there's Jordan a lot Hill. of there's a lot of like you could say they're a super team now, but the Warriors you know draft these guys and develop them into absolutely. That. And the Warriors
1: were already. I mean, I think the the knock on the Warriors and and the thing that people kind of don't understand when they come at LeBron for his legacy, they won seventy three games last year and they added the second best player in basketball, yeah. Ar, you know, arguably the second yeah. best like. It's not like they were no. You know, the heat that were a bottom end Dwayne Wade's like can we go get a bunch of friends and we'll go to the NBA yeah. finals. It's like they won they won the most games ever last year and, and added Kevin Durant. Yeah,
2: yeah, and not he's not just Kevin Durant. He's Kevin Durant that fits in perfect with what they do, right? It's just like one of those things like you couldn't add James Harden, who's a good player obviously. It wouldn't have made an impact as much as it did this way. You could have right. added Russell Westbrook. It wouldn't have made the same impact. They can
1: also go they, – they love to go small. He's
2: yeah. basically a shooting guard, but he's also seven feet tall. He's exactly. blocking five shots yeah. a game. It's, yeah. it's kind of unfair. It's, it, it absolutely is unfair. And then with the new rules of the CBA. But do you like – so next year when it's, when it's Kyrie, Paul George, LeBron, Melo, Tristan Thompson and against the Warriors, who are you taking? I'm taking LeBron James. <laughs> you love, love LeBron. LeBron
1: James. LeBron James. I do. I, and it, you know what's funny is like because I, I like to think that or I'm as our fans
0: the, refer to him as Joe Prano, LeBron James Dick Slurper. Yeah,
1: well, <laughs> the worst thing that could You're
2: ever. On them
0: nuts. The, the
1: worst <laughs> thing that could ever happen for a guy who's a fan of somebody. I'm a New York Knicks fan. He went to the Miami Heat. I was like, the guy's dead to me. I have to root against him. Yeah. And I did root against him in Miami because I'd rather I'd rather LeBron James. You know out with a knee injury for four full seasons, then w- win the championship with the Heat, who we battled against, who Riley left and went and took over. Yeah. He's the owner. He's coach. All I wanted was Riley to stay. But let him be our owner. You know what I mean? But at, at, the, at the end of the day, I go, if I was starting a team and I had to pick one guy, I'm going to pick this 6'9 point guard who came yeah. out of nowhere, who just can do everything on the court. LeBron ends up after 2018 where? It's a great question. I don't know. Does he go anywhere else now that he's already left Cleveland once? It seems uh, like that was his. He
2: gone. I'm <laughs> telling you right now. He gone. Where does he go? Is he retire? No, he's going to L.A.
0: Or I love. I love all these projects. I know. You know, we call him Pre Nostradamus. Yeah.
2: No, I, I'm telling you. What what, what,
0: what, what? what? How would we do that with Scalabrini? I can't.
2: I don't, I don't know. We get. Well, I mean, we can't do. Well, I will say this. Listen, he, his contract is going to run out. He's got a house here. He wants to get involved. You know, The Lakers are the next up-and-coming young team. Mm-hmm. You, wait, not, wait. I'm not looking at So the,
0: I, I've been saying this forever. When are they going to get good again?
2: Well, they've been good. They've, they've done a good job of being bad. Yeah. Right? They still haven't paid the price on that Steve Nash, which next year they have to pay the price, right? Their, sure. Their first-round pick. And they've got a lot of good players because of it. And you can trade some of those guys and improve. Everybody wants to be in L.A. Do you, I think do LeBron you, wants to be in do L.A. Do
0: you take Lonzo Ball?
2: Yeah.
1: You take Lonzo Ball, too? If you have their if you're if the, I'm G- the Lakers? Yeah. Yeah. Because you like his game or just it's a fit
2: all around with the yeah, LA. No, he's and a, he's a, like, the only thing I'm worried about is his him him being a little bit slight, but I think he's a basketball savant. Is he is he Steph Curry? Is that oh no, like- no he's, a, he's Jason Kidd. Like he's but not physically gifted. Like people don't realize how gifted Jason Kidd was, right? Like physically gifted he was. Yeah. Uh same kind of feel, great in transition. I mean, like he does things that I've I haven't seen a lot and he's he's past first point guards, right? And he, the only thing is he's slight, so I'd be worried about you know the game's physical, right? A lot of screens, got to fight through, and all that stuff. I'd be worried about that, but offensively, man, he's pretty good. He's you a
0: good wor- fit. You worry about his dad at all?
2: Not now. I much. don't know in LA if you worry about his dad, right? Because there's just, just so much going on. That he's under, yeah, He's like, just like another story. Yeah, it's like there's just, always drama around here. That's right. a good point. You know, like if it was like how like his presence here is strong, but it's irrelevant. But his presence in Indiana is strong and relevant.
0: But you're right. If if Lonzo Ball is walking, you know, if, if he's leaving, you know, a restaurant in Beverly Hills, I'm sorry, Levar Ball, like people don't give a shit because because no. he, he's not Brad Pitt. Like we're you're right. right. We're in the city with yeah. the stars. Yeah,
1: yeah. They're yeah. like, who we is got? This? Price Calabrini's
0: walking around yeah. here every yeah. couple yeah. weeks. Now, Come on. But I have to bring this up now. You. You you trolled LeVar Ball yes yeah, yesterday yeah, on with Twitter. The slides, yeah, w- with your Mamba Slide sandals. Yeah, yeah. Talk about that for a minute.
2: So you know, like I guess his slides are two twenty. <laughs> no, that's not true. That's true. <laughs> slides. Shower, sh- yeah. shower shoes. Yeah, my that's, man. Uh, that's Incredible. true. I should have brought you guys some. Man, that was my bad. You that's, guys would definitely yeah. rock. You know what? We're, we, we're both in Venice. we I've worn twenty four seven. I, we'll get it done. I I'll, I'll, I'll send you guys a pair, and then we'll do a standard for the who are they called the Dirty Balls? The what? Dirt Balls. <laughs> oh. Okay. We might change it to dirty balls though. <laughs> it's sweaty, He's sweaty like, balls. 2018, <laughs> they're going to be dirty balls. I'm calling <laughs> it the sweaty balls. <laughs> all right. So, um, so yeah, just, uh, I've always wanted my own shoe, right? Sure. Like, I, oh, I, you know, Nike ain't going to give me one. I had to make up the white Mambas, right? And make them up on Nike ID. I paid for them and everything, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I've always wanted my own shoe and com. Like they came there like, all right, we'll make your own shoe. You can, we'll make you the white Mamba editions. So now my slides are out there. But the difference between me and LeVar Ball, who is basically all about getting paid, I'm donating my stuff to uh, homeless kids. And um, it's basically a charity that helps, like, kids going through crazy tragedy. Just think about how hard it is to, be, to make it nowadays, right, to get yeah. a job and go to school, whatever. How about doing all that when you're homeless? And Horizons for Homeless Children, they take – these kids and they give them, they get them back on track. The moms, they try to find jobs for them. It's like, it's all about helping these kids get back on track because you know, there's a lot of times these, these moms and kids are in terrible situations. So mm-hmm. I'm donating all my proceeds to horizons for homeless children. That's cool. So if you guys buy white Mamba slides at com backslash white Mamba, then all the money will go towards all of the proceeds. Obviously they have some overhead. We'll go to, uh,
0: I'll put the link on the description of the show guys. Yeah, it's, islide.usa.com no islideusa.com forward slash collections forward slash white dash mom i got i got it all here perfect perfect but i'll put it up yeah and i won't and that way you can see it because i just fucked up the plug but yeah no that dude that's great by the way and i love and i saw that i love that you are giving it all to charity and for a great cause and that you trolled LeVar ball in the <laughs> process like that, yeah. that was very well done
2: yeah i mean it's 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 you know I'm coming home. it's uh the white Mamba, right? I'm trolling what's popular right now and going the opposite way with it, right, yeah, you know like it's just that's just what I do that's and I, what I do. and I
0: saw they look they look great those slides are yeah, great
2: I, I i you know what I'll do for you guys, I'll do the ones that we don't sell the the, oh. the exclusives exclusives yeah, where the other ones are like you can buy, but I'll get you guys some exclusives. You will walk around with your slippers on. that will have a picture of my face on it.
0: Uh. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll tell you what, Scal, you talked about the, you know, the girls. I mean, how many girls is that going to get me? I'll be showing up to comedy clubs yeah. wearing those. Yeah, people, I, you know, I don't know. Like, if the Dirty Balls
2: understand that <laughs> and the scalomaniacs understand that, but I don't know. That's only like a small percentage of the population. But, but, but a girl would be like, oh,
0: those are some cool sandals. What were you wearing
2: on stage? You know, you'd be, you'd be surprised at how many people, like how many – Sort of like white trash, 40 year olds. When I say white mamba, you know what they're thinking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, no, no. It's a parody on the black mamba. Yeah. I like that too. <laughs> That's great. I got to ask you, I mean, you're in the slide game. Do you, do you wear socks with them? Are you, I do, yeah. You do? I, I wear, I'm not wearing them. I got bad toes. Man. Yeah. But uh, no, these slides are actually pretty fashionable. It's not just like they're not shower shoots, right. they feel comfortable. No, you, you'll, you'll rock them. You'll rock them.
1: Because that, that's the thing. When I get that, I want to wear socks with them. That, yeah. It's kind of a look down upon look. But it's like once you've committed to the slide, why don't we go full comfort here? Yeah, so that's a nice the nice pair of
2: socks. That's the difference between flip flops. You know, they got that thing in the middle and you can't wear yeah. socks, right? You know, like slides, you can just boom. I got to ask you
1: this because I just thought about comfortable socks. NBA socks. Are like the most comfortable – do you still rock
2: NBA socks? Yeah, yeah,
1: Are they not the most comfortable socks So of all I go in at
2: another level now. Like NBA has now come up with sock liners. That, so one pair of socks is just a liner so they don't rub, and then NBA socks over them. But I only need that to hoop, right? Right. Not to just like walk around the streets put, I'm putting NBA socks in my slides when you send oh, them I'm going to go
1: buy – I'm going to buy the slides and – or you're going to send me the slides. I'm going to buy the socks and the liners you, just so I can get the full you, experience. You still hoop?
2: A little bit. So you wear the slides to the gym. Just take them off, put on your shoes. You know, it's good. It's a good company. Just like forget it. if you don't buy the White Mama and you don't want the well, money they to go were- to charity, you can make anything you want. I-, I remember them on Shark Tank, right? Yeah, yeah. You can yeah, like yeah. I made custom ones for my daughter. Like I can do. You can make anything you want. I send them a photo. They come back. It's like it's a special stuff. I mean, this this is a good company. It's great. And the guy loves hoop. Like if uh, in his office, it's a full half court, like, you know, you know, 50 feet wide half court where they hoop every morning. Good dude, man. Good
0: dude. I know I'm going to wear mine when I'm patrolling as the sheriff of, of Savage Town. Yeah. I'm, I'm What's listening. Savage Town? That's oh, where I live. In what? Venice Beach. A bunch of oh. savages. He's
1: got a complex. It, it's not like the Cavs locker room, right? <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Bro, it's it's it makes the Cavs locker room look like Candyland. we need, it's, we it's need bad. to get some
1: of the kids that hang out at outside of Andy's place in your program because yeah. he's just got homeless kids showing up and living in his pool and stuff.
0: Hot tub, it's it's out of control. <laughs> homeless people in the hot tub? I'm not I wish I was making this up. <laughs>
2: some guy was drying his pants Why, on the barbecue. The why'd other day. you choose Venice? You're not. You don't seem grimy like that. You're like more T.J. McConnell, like I said earlier. (laughs) T.J. McConnell ain't living in Venice. This is the first college shirt he ever wore. So don't. don't Oh, you are grimy.
0: (laughs) Dude, I'm a a sweatpants and T-shirt or mesh shorts. I'm Joe. I've been in Venice now nine years, block from the beach. Joe's right down there too. He's down the street. So yeah, I'm a. I I love just the people watching. Yeah,
2: yeah. Okay, no question.
0: I mean, it's it's. I always tell people like my mom's staying with me for this week, and she comes out every three or four years, and she just came back from a morning walk today, and she's like. Andy, I was walking by and these homeless people. And I was like, mom, I'm just, I'm like, I'm so desensitized at this point. Yeah. They're, Cause they're, they're lunatics. There's no other way to describe it.
2: At what, po- what doesn't like, wh- like uh two, two homeless dudes scrapping, you're stopping and watching and you're just like, Hey, whatever.
0: Yeah, I'll watch for a minute for yeah. sure. <laughs> you he, can't really like, like, world like, star. Yeah, World yeah. Star. Get yeah. out this shit. Yeah. yeah. Homeless yeah.
2: people, they're they're in bad shape, man. They can't fight for very long. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like They, yeah. uh, they don't, man. don't have enough fuel, man. Yeah, yeah there's, there's like, no so juice homeless, behind yeah. them, man. It's like it's like it's like a five-second fight. <laughs> they're, still, they're still living on
1: a subway sandwich from three days ago. Exactly. You know? Exactly. <laughs> they, they protein bars and all
0: that. But our thing about Venice Beach is the homeless people down there is it's like a choice the, uh, to be homeless it, it, in it's, Venice. It's sad, a lot, but not only that. Not to get too serious, but because we always joke, they throw away food. That's the thing we don't get. Like Joe has a dog, and he said his dog it's coming
1: is, home a full slices of pizza and Chinese food and whatever. Like in I've New York, it. homeless people are like, yeah, they I need food. In I've Venice, there's like, I think it's a more of a drug homeless. Problem, I've seen it. You know? Pe- guys, oh, guys no. take a
0: bite of a full slice of pizza just throw it. I'm like, yo, man, I don't ever waste a slice of pizza. Like, so but- why? I don't get it.
1: I think you know what I think it is. I think Venice Beach is a destination for some homeless people. In fact, every day, every week, you'll hear like this nineteen-year-old kid from you know Missouri or whatever left a note: "I'm moving to Venice." Yeah, and they drive out or they bus it out, and then like that's their plan: be on the beach and wait. wait, Their plan is to be homeless. Yeah, yeah, live that kind of off the grid lifestyle.
0: That's been the problem with with the the people coming to my complex. They
1: come with tents. They set them up outside. Yeah. Dude, yeah. dude, Interesting. dude it's yeah. like
0: a whole other world that's where this. No, that's not how it is out east no 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 no. no, no that's no. what i'm saying it's, you keep it's people it's struggling it's, it's too damn cold to be that yeah, way yeah it, it's, yeah it's legit like we got to help these people out in venice no man it's it's like the kid that tried to fight me the other day clean cut good looking kid he got mad at me he tr- he's trying to fight me when i said i said dude you look like a i go you look like a good surfer boy from orange county and he's like no man i'm from i'm from fucking compton and i'm like like, what do you, he goes, why do you care if I go in your pool? I'm like, cause I pay rent, dude. Get in my <laughs> yeah. fucking pool.
2: What, you, what do you think? You yeah. know? Yeah. Like, I'd be like, I'm not going to go lay in your tent.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What are you doing?
2: So they really, you're, you're telling me that in your pool, like how, don't they have a gate? No, it's like a real Bro,
0: we, we got two gates. I love how this has turned into a conversation. I know. We, we have two gates, but word has spread. I mean, I always make the joke. It's. It's like Donald – because they keep building the wall higher. I'm like, this is some Trump shit with building the wall in Mexico. They keep building the walls higher to keep people out because there's not many spots right near the beach where I'm at that also has like a pool and a hot tub. And so kids have learned this. And a lot of these kids like Joe saying who have like chosen to be homeless. And word has spread – and this it's is like, the place
1: to go for free pool.
0: <laughs> but but ever since ever since our our one our one sketchy my boy who for sure lives on the third floor who's a drug dealer ever since he he was like ever since he said the line to the kid he's like yo man I'm gonna fuck you up and then give you quarters to dry your clothes. No one's come back since then.
2: <laughs> that was like a line. That's like that's that's the true sheriff for Sound <laughs> yeah. right there.
0: Like this is a dude. Let me put it this way. I don't know that he drills, deals drugs, but I know he deals drugs. We've always been cool. After he threatened to fuck up those kids. They haven't been back. That's good.
1: Yeah. Every team needs an enforcer. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's true. I, I'm the fake sheriff. I'm like the Lieutenant <laughs> Dangle from Newt Reno 911. And he, you know, he's the guy who's actually going to, he's going to break. So you somebody. just got to
2: threaten that you're going to go tell the guy in three stories up, right? You know, I'm going to go tell so-and-so. <laughs> I'm going to tell Tony. I'm going to tell Tony and you guys, you know what's going to happen. Yeah. And they're out. Yeah. Exactly. Dang. Life is tough, man. <laughs> no, man. the
0: struggle is real. You know how long we've we been going.
2: We've. I was about to say it's got to be
0: a record. Yeah, look, you you're get, gonna
2: edit this shit down. No, we're not. Right? No, no, we, we never. Edit. We don't edit. You just let it roll, we dude. We let, let it, let it roll. roll.
0: The dirt balls will be with us for this. I it's say, what do you
1: what, in the NBA? How much? Like, what would your average like minutes for a season be? How many minutes would
2: you play? Like, to, what like are you you're in my prime. Yeah, I think my biggest like, like, one. No, 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 no. One thousand. Actually, I don't know about the minutes. I know that I scored like 1,700 points in my career. And then like the guy who I'm replacing, Tommy Heinsohn, had like 1,789 points in the, in one season. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the guy you're as a broadcaster. Yeah, yeah. yeah, was yeah. Just like doing some like comparisons on a career, yeah. right? Like an all-time great Hall of Famer or whatever. But I don't know how many minutes I've, I've played. You know, I think one year I averaged 20 minutes a game with the Nets. Yeah. You know. Hey, I like, people don't remember that, but you know. I wanted
1: to ask you one thing. But, you know, while we still have you, because it came up before, and we kind of we were in a, another thing. Everybody's very critical of kind of the modern NBA of the flopping. Yeah. Why do you think that? Because it, it seems like just everybody flops now. It just seems like it's part of the game. Yeah, it everybody is. flops. Yeah. Where did it come from, and how do we control it? Ginobili.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's a soccer influence.
0: That's what I've always but, said is yeah. soccer.
2: Yeah, he like you know, like when the Europeans started coming over Dude, and, uh, and they were playing soccer, they that's, that's my theory. It's all the deal, right? Yep. It's all about flopping. So I mean but you're putting you would never here. like I don't here's the thing that I like I don't that you don't put it do. down to one well, specific no, I don't, guy. I don't like, I don't correlate like flopping with weakness, right? Like I don't, I don't do that. that like, LeBron is a beast. He flops left and right. You know what I mean? So like, it's part of the game. I don't, yeah, that, I don't think that you flopped, it means you're weak, right? Because it seems everybody flops.
1: I, I, I wanted to remake the REM song "Everybody Hurts" and yeah. just put every single guy in the NBA. Everybody flops. Durant's flopping. Yeah. You know, Steph's obviously flopping. Draymond, like uh, LeBron, LeBron's a beast. It's like people again. It goes back to that thing where it's like, oh, not, you didn't see
2: so and so flop. It's like.
1: That wasn't part of That yeah, was
2: pre Ginobili. No, it's just part of the game, yeah. yeah. And, and why wouldn't you flop? Like these, good, these players are good enough to come off the dribble, turn the corner, take a hit, slap their head back, and then refocus and still make the shot. And if you get hit like that, you have to— You know, like LeBron could, could go to the basket. I got a guy who doesn't flop. I got a guy. You got a guy. Derrick Rose never flopped. He doesn't. I mean, I, maybe he flops now, but when he was winning the MVP, yeah. you used to see— And guess what? He didn't get the whistle. He would turn the corner. He would go up. Someone would hit him across the face. He would just like take the hit, get his eyes back on the target, and lay it up. And he'd be like, "Where's my hit?" You, it was like so fast he didn't emphasize it that he never got the call. So it's just helping the officials see the, the, the foul. I think it's a problem when you don't get hit and you flop. That's right. the problem. But just showing the context. not like I, like I said. It doesn't correlate being like weak because that's what you see. Like you go on Twitter. It'll be LeBron like, James a bitch, you flops.
0: No, no, it's man. like, come
2: on, come on.
0: Thank you. It's so great yeah, to have I'm an glad, NBA I'm player what do you in think? here. No, I, I agree with everything you said. That's what I've been saying as far as the. I mean, you'll
1: see the flop. Yeah, on, that'll trend on Twitter. But I totally I mean? like, agree.
0: That's been my theory all along. Is that once we start to get the influx of the European basketball yeah. players, they grew up watching soccer. They naturally bring it over. We're just
1: gonna make the NBA. It's gonna be like it's gonna be like Jesus. Like before, you know, BC and AD. We're just doing before Ginobili, after Ginobili. Yeah, it's, it's,
2: it's a different era. Well, uh, we should go and look and see if there are some flops before Ginobili. or just like if you put in any player, i am done You put in any player. Yeah. If you put in X player. And flop. You can find Michael you get, Jordan. You yeah, Michael What did he do? He like snapped his head back.
1: Yeah. He actually, what happened was uh, he gets like a little contact on the way to basket, goes down like it's the end of the world. They don't call it, and the ball's bouncing around still. And he snaps up, grabs grabs the loose ball, and he's de- and he's off in transition. So he went from like is Jordan concussed? he's
2: gone. Now, I also only consider flopping on the offensive end. Right. So, so he had the ball. He had the ball. He's going to the basket. He gets there's a little contact. He kind of flops. He also
1: goes down to the floor, and he's really selling it. And then the shot goes up, and it's kind of batted around on the rebound. And the rebound comes right back to the area where he's from, and he kind of catches it out of the corner of the eye. He's on his feet. He grabs the ball. He's Interesting. down. The, you know, he's he's uh, he's
0: back into the play. Yeah, but I, it's, I don't remember it's, Jordan flopping. Yeah, that. it's definitely honestly well, yeah. so now it's just so much more prevalent. It's it's everywhere. I mean, I, I used to say, come on, LeBron. I, I would get, Joe knows, I would get annoyed. I'd be like, you're just such a physical specimen. Don't flop. But I've just learned to accept it yeah. at this point. Like, they all do it. It's all part of the
2: game. Do you hate soccer because of
0: it? Soccer is great. Do you guys watch soccer? No, no. I'm not, not a big no. soccer guy. I got issues with soccer. Do you? Dude.
2: God, you got to watch, like, English Premiere, man.
0: <laughs> English really Premiere, I'll tell you what, tough, man. what Those I've guys noticed. Are tough, man.
2: Here's
1: what I've noticed, especially English Premiere is a big dad thing because it's on so early. Over there, guys, up with their kids, are like throw that English premiere at seven in the morning. You watch that? Well, on like we Sunday record hours. all the games. Oh, you do. Then, Who's yeah. your team?
2: I mean, I don't. I'm not like that. So yeah, okay. You're yeah. only like I like uh, my daughter likes Arsenal, so yeah. we'll watch Arsenal. You know, but the English premiere, the only reason why I like that better than the other leagues is because it's tougher. Like everyone's like like a. Some gr- like, they're all grimy. They flop, yeah, but yeah. it's, not, it's yeah. nothing like like the Spanish League or the Italian League. Oh, my gosh. It's, everyone's flopping all over the place. But English Premier is just a tougher soccer.
0: Yeah. What's been fun? That's it, huh? Brian Scalabrini, the White Mamba.
2: You got to get those I... guys out of your pool, man.
0: <laughs> dude, you want to <laughs> come over and help me out? You know they're shit? peeing
2: in the pool. There ain't no way. Like, just, I mean. Dude, dude. I mean, they're trying so, dude, dude, their pants on the barbecue. they so they're peeing I, in the pool.
0: Bro, I had to kick out. Underage girls who were fully nude at like five in the afternoon. They're, they're homeless. I, these no, I don't know what these these girls probably weren't homeless. Just just naked swimming in my pool. Well, that's not bad. A fifteen year olds. I don't. How talk. do you know they were fifteen? Dude, they looked young, bro. why were they doing there
2: then? <laughs> they're about that life, man. <laughs> yo,
0: yo, my neighbor down the hall. It's crazy down in Venice, bro. Man. My neighbor down the hall is just chilling with them, and I'm like. I'm like, wait, the cops show up like, you're, you're stuck in a hot tub like with underage. <laughs> this is some R. Kelly shit, man. What are you, what are you doing? What, what was that? What was that two live crew <laughs> in the hot tub? <laughs>
2: exactly. Oh, was great. Where
0: can the dirt balls? They can follow you on Twitter.
2: Yeah, that's Calabrini. And you know what? I don't do a great job of tweeting. So do you know what? No, follow do, no, no, you yeah, can. Yeah yeah, 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 but I'm not yeah, like, I'm yeah. not about, you know, I just, hey, I, like things come across on Twitter, but I'm not that, that guy. So. You're not about that life. No, I'm just like, I don't know, like the whole thing, like, I don't know if I'm that funny. I don't think, like, some things like, I'm about the here and now. Like I like this experience. I'm not gonna tweet about this experience, but I'll retweet if someone you know throws something out there. If, yeah. If you retweet us, that'd be great. Yeah, no question. Come on. Cool, cool. Come on.
0: And then and then the mamba slides, and it's for a good cause, guys. Yeah,
2: yeah. Help homeless people stay in the pool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, like for reals in Boston, man. Like I'm telling you, like if some people are in tough situations, and we're all. You're all about people who want help, try to help them out. Like, I guess it's uh, in Venice, people don't want help, right? <laughs> yeah. Throwing pizzas away and stuff like that. People who want help, we want, we want to reach out to them because you know what? Everyone along the way, we all needed help sometime, right? Yeah. So we're all about helping people out. Horizons for Homeless Children, HCCTweets.com.
1: Cool. Get, get some slides, take yeah. some pictures, tweet them at Scalbrainy, yeah. and we'll And just I'll get send it you guys some. You cool. know what?
2: They do have Nick's slide, they do have a, a contract with the NBA. So wow. if you rather have Mamba slides, you got to take the Mamba. I want Mamba slides, Mamba man. Slides. At this point, the Knicks, it's like
1: I mean, it's, it's a tough situation. I've been, it's been too long. I'm, I'm, a, I'm an abused wife at this point. Like <laughs> it's really hard. It's like I can't get out of it, but it hurts.
0: And do you have anything to promote right now?
1: Just go to joeprano.com, all my dates, Fix Your Life on Twitter.
2: Yeah. You know, same old, same old. Same old. It's, all,
1: it's all about Scalabrini today. Exactly. The White Dirt- mambo
2: was here. Exactly. So Dirty- many gems. When do you guys have another show? Like when you go back on stage? Uh, I'm on stage tomorrow. Are you around? I leave tomorrow. But now I know. Culminating- you're, are, you're in Boston full time. Yeah, right? I live yeah. there, yeah. We'll, we'll, but I come out to LA all the time, yeah. you know. When when I do come out, do you ever travel to New York? Yeah, go to New York all the time. Yeah, gotcha. but go back to New York.
1: So all right, we'll get you. We will follow each other on Twitter. And yeah, get a little, yeah. Get a you DM. know what? If I got to come out to one of your shows. Do you ever go east?
0: Not as much as Joe, just no. since he's from there. I, I need to get. I need to get. You know, like I was. Boston saying fans
2: love Andy. We got to get you in Boston. Oh, they love me. They love me too. We yeah. We should. I would love to go. I'll promote you in Boston. I'll to, promote I'll, you. I'll, I'm going to be there. Come hang out. I'll throw out some slides. We'll hang out. We'll watch the show. Where do they do comedy in Boston? Oh, there's all kinds of, of comedy stuff. Yeah. There's a Boston. How big are, those, are these venues? Depends.
0: Yeah. About? It, it, a, a couple hundred. One. Two, 150, maybe 300 yeah. max. Most clubs. There's a couple big clubs in Boston. Yeah. There's a couple yeah. big clubs. But a lot of comics like small venues because it's more intimate. Yeah.
2: But packed?
0: Small and packed? Yeah. Like it's
2: tight. Like,
1: yeah, like, you, you, like want com- you want comedy seller that. in New York, I think 85 people, but it's like the best club. Yeah. Ever everybody loves that. You, gotcha. you
0: want that. Like I'm sure your experience is you want versus a big, if you've been on a big stage with a spotlight and you can't see the crowd, it's, it's not as, it's not as intimate, right. but
2: you're mic'd up lab or stick stick stick. stick. Always stick. Always stick. I gotcha. Yeah.
0: A lot of guys keep, you know, the mic cord. Like if you see Chris Rock specials, he he doesn't. I see I like his specials. He's always he always yeah. has the cord with him.
2: He's getting a little political to me right now, but uh, you know who
0: am I? <laughs> Dude, you're gonna be doing it. We're, we're gonna we're gonna get you doing comedy no, here. Yeah.
2: I, if you can
1: come out to Boston, well, maybe just MC it for us. Intro. Uh, oh, I, I can do that. Yeah. I think, got, I think we can Calabrini do this. Crossover. I think we can do this. Let's and do this. I,
2: I think I, I could get 150 out easy. Yeah. yeah. Let's do this. They might be losers. <laughs> hey, as, long as long as they're not in Andy's pool. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yo, that's man.
0: true. Brian Scalabrini. <laughs> this was fun, man. Dude, it's been a lot of fun. Thanks for doing it, man. No we problem. appreciate it. Yeah. And give some love, dirtballs Balls. And guys, as you're listening to this episode, don't forget the most important part of this episode condoms are for pussies. <laughs>